There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. All right, let's do this. Welcome back. So uh, we just finished a live stream for Troubled Minds, and uh, we got a busy, busy night ahead of us because this is now uh, the future. Uh, We have uh, reached the future, and uh, we've been talking about doing this for quite some time, which means that uh, it's, it's, I always say this, and this is true. I'm me, you're you, but together we're us. And we're about to see a perfect example of this as we're doing what we're calling, I don't know, There's it's kind of a working name in progress with uh, possibly, you know, I don't know, uh, Troubled Minds and Friends. I don't, I don't know. Troubled Minds Roundtables, Troubled Minds, I don't know. It doesn't really matter what it's called. It's, uh, it's, it's more about having a, another conversation. And that's what we're doing. We get more. We get a J in the chat. We get more, more. Give us more. <laughs> but uh, so, so to Tonight, uh, here's what we're doing. So we thought that uh, we kind of don't do enough kind of pop culture stuff as it's hot in the zeitgeist. And I think uh, Halloween time was perfect for this. We have a mini series that just debuted on Netflix at the end of September. And of course, it was geared perfectly for Halloween season and through October. And it's no, it's called Midnight Mass. All right. So we're going to get into that. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment here. But before we do that, uh, we got some... Uh, uh, the us here uh, like i said i'm me you're you together we're us let's uh let's uh, do some introductions we're here with james of course of salcedo paranormal and uh, if you don't know his podcast please check it out you guys know where to find him of course uh, down in the links below uh, james welcome to the show you want to tell him where to find uh, find your show and tell a little tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we get going here thank you yeah i'm um i've always been into the paranormal um ever since having various experiences as a kid that Continue up to this day, and um, that's partly why I started the podcast. Um, that you can find that at salcedoparanormal.podbean.com, and uh, that's where you can also find all my social media links and uh, learn more and get all the episodes. And I cover um, just true ghost stories and paranormal stories, and and, uh, and just various topics connected to all that. So. Amen. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for being here tonight. And, of course, we have the infamous, famous, I don't know how you want to call him. Everybody knows the Night Stalker, Derek from Massachusetts. <laughs> Go Sox. Uh, Derek. Go Sox. Uh, <laughs> Go Sox. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show, man. So so uh, give uh, give everybody a little rundown about yourself as well. I know uh, you don't have a podcast as of, as of yet, but I'm going to keep twisting your arm. Maybe we'll get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eventually. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, so if you want to find... Uh, some more of my stuff. I don't really have anything, but I got the uh, Night Stalker Facebook page. Um, Night Stalker uh, spelt like Shelf Stalker. So for uh, everyone who doesn't know, I work overnight at a supermarket, and I just like to uh, listen and think about cool stuff. So all the time I'm just listening to shows like Double Minds and stuff. And thankfully he has an open line where I get to call in with my rambling nonsense and uh, I don't know, chat with you guys. But any excuse to have more content? More, more, Mike. We got more tonight. <laughs> Let's give us more. Give us more, more, more. more. <laughs> right on. And uh, thank you both for being here. Uh, we have Rohan scheduled as well. I'm not sure if he's going to show because he's got a weird time. So uh, yeah. he's if he shows up a little bit late, that's okay. We'll go. We'll go without Rohan. But this is the deal, right? So we've been talking about doing something like this for quite some time, getting a, a batch of us together, and then not making it like a commitment sort of thing. So right now we got myself, we got uh, James, we got Derek here. However, uh, next week we may do something on a different series or, well, clearly we're going to finish this up because we're just going to do the first three episodes of Midnight Mass as we begin. And there's seven total, right? So it's like a Halloween series, only seven total episodes, and it's a one-time thing. As far as I'm aware, of course, unless it succeeds (laughs) hugely, then then they'll make a season two because you've chased the money. (laughs) But but for now, it's a a standalone season, and that's what we're talking about tonight. But uh, So here's the thing, right? So you guys that... uh, end up uh, you know calling in a lot and uh, you know have some great takes on not just uh, the things we talk about on troubled minds but also sort of in like the the pop culture vein and maybe some of these series uh, yeah you're welcome all of you guys are welcome to be on this uh, this uh, additional thing we're gonna add this as an additional thing and we'll have a recurring cast here uh, again Derek and James are welcome back anytime but we want to mix you guys in as well right I know we have lots of folks that are interested and want to call in and be part of these conversations so you're invited just join either send me an email at Troubled Minds Radio at Gmail. Uh, you, you have the phone number, 702-957-1037. You can leave me a voicemail. You can uh, reach me on Discord, troubleminds.org. Click the Discord link, and we'll set it up, and we'll get you on, and we'll talk about this stuff. And it could be all kinds of things, right? It could be like we were talking about Lord of the Rings a little bit earlier in that scene with Gandalf yeah. as he passed into time and space. That's a perfect little thing, just like the resurrection of Gandalf. We could probably talk for an hour about that. So that yeah. those types of things, we'll be able to pick out certain things. Uh, we'll decide on them beforehand and then we'll show up and then we'll uh, hopefully spit hot fire and talk about uh, the zeitgeist <laughs> yeah. and whatever the hell's going on with this. So so that's what's going on. Also, by the way, heavy, heavy spoiler alert. All right. I, I can't yeah. I cannot be more clear about this. If you haven't seen Midnight Mass on Netflix, this is gonna spoil the shit out of it for you, okay? So exactly. so don't watch if you're if you want to watch it and get the experience by yourself before this don't worry this will be on the podcast feed we'll have archives up it's not getting paywalled this is going to be out for distribution you guys will be able to find this easily after the fact so if you're worried about spoiling midnight mass for yourself and i think you should be to be perfectly honest because it's an amazing series uh as it begins there's some (coughs) big bumping things on this so i just want to point out one more time i'm going to say it again and again and again spoiler alert spoiler (laughs) alert spoiler alert alert, all right so you can't blame us if we ruin the shit for you because we're going to ruin the shit for you (laughs) that's what we're going to do it's totally what we're going to do all right 
right. So, uh, so you guys want? So I'm going to go through each episode. We only did three episodes out of seven. All right, because it was too much to do the entire series. So we're going to do a two parts on this. We'll do three episodes tonight, and then uh, later this week or the following week, we'll we'll let you guys know the schedule. We'll do the second part of this, and we'll do the last four episodes of Midnight Mass, airing on Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't know yeah. what. So, so uh, this is the way we did this. So James, as you guys know, uh, has. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it, James? I don't, I don't want to speak for you, James. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm legally blind. There you go. So there I, you go. I have a hard time with. Um, my eyes are light sensitive, so it's hard to watch a lot of things these days. That's what I was mainly just listen. That's what I was going for. So I didn't want to call you light sensitive and have you get mad at me. So I wanted you to say it first. But okay, all right. So um, so meaning what we did is to give James a break because he he ends up uh, doing a lot of screen time and it, it it has he has issues with his eyes with doing this type of stuff. Uh, we watched it. Derek and I watched this the first three episodes of this series, and we're going to relay this to James like he's because he's never seen it. And so we're going to retell the story in the first three episodes just in brief. I'll read like the Wikipedia stuff and then we'll break it down and talk about how this goes um anything to add to this derek before we get going i know that uh you're pretty excited about um, the series but but uh, there's a lot going on here there's a lot yeah um so i went in completely blind i really had no idea what the show was going to be about besides it's like spooky it's, it's right in time for halloween it's getting really big on netflix it's like it's trending up on netflix it's really big um so Yes, there's going to be spoilers, but also if you had no intention of watching this, hopefully we convince you otherwise because it is really, really good. Um, but there is mysteries that are kind of unraveled along the way, and I don't, I don't know where, where it's going. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. And as soon as this is over, I'm going to hop in to episode four because I'm digging it. But pumped to talk about it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go on, Mike. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so so that's going to be the format. So I'll do the. I'll read basically like a a synopsis of the first uh, episode here, and then uh, we'll kind of kick it around. And we'll go. Uh, we'll go Derek first, then myself, and then we'll go back to James because he's basically uh, learning about this on the fly. He doesn't. He's literally in the dark about this because he hasn't seen it. He hasn't read anything about it. He's avoided spoilers, and uh, so here we go. Let's do it. Uh, let's actually watch. Let's let's play the the trailer first. Let's do this because. Oh, nice. Yeah. There is a trailer for this, and if you guys haven't seen this, we'll play it, and uh, here we go. So, Netflix official trailer for Midnight Mass, which is airing on Netflix right now, and is a little bit Halloween scary. Your mic is hissing, James. Here we go. Three, two, one, official trailer, action. I walked across an empty land. I knew the pathway like the back of my hand. Welcome home, honey, where you belong. Is this the place we used to love? Is this the place that I've been dreaming of? I know you struggled with what happened. With what I did. Yes, with what you did. But help is here. Good morning. I know I'm not who you expected to see. Just know I'm only here to help, and I look forward to meeting you all. So tell me when you're gonna let me in. I'm a pretty rational guy. Something's happening here. You're gonna let me in. We are living in 
a miraculous time. You're gonna let me in. You're gonna let me in. I think I'm crazy. I mean, what's a little crazy between friends, right? Come on. What are you doing? Come on. What is wrong with you? Stop it. It's not funny. There it is. Uh, Netflix, nice. September 24th. <laughs> Holy smokes. I, I'm glad you found that because uh, I hadn't actually watched the trailer before that. Yeah, moment. me either. Me either. I, I love that song. I love the song. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah, super cool. Okay. So so now, again, this is spooky. This is Halloween style, all right? So we're, we're clearly... Uh, in the right uh, in the right audience here uh, for this, and not only that, we're in the right season. So we got a couple things going right with this. But uh, so let's begin. Let's let's start with this. Now I'm going to pull this out so they can't see it on the screen because I'm not going to give any spoilers. But I am going to read uh, the first. Okay, so the synopsis of the this is straight from Wikipedia, so this is not like any you know extra spoiler alert type stuff that may uh, point toward uh, you know episode four, five, six, or anything like that. We'll do that next week. So if you guys have uh, just watched a few episodes of this, you'll be uh, locked in but here we go this is exactly how this begins okay midnight mass on netflix right from wikipedia book one genesis riley flynn returns to his hometown of crockett island a tiny offshore fishing village after serving four years in prison for a drunk driving crash that killed a young woman Having lost his faith during his incarceration, Riley struggles to reintegrate with the town's devout Catholic community, which includes his parents, Annie and Ed, teenage brother Warren, childhood sweetheart Erin Green, who has returned to Crockett Island pregnant and is now working as a schoolteacher, zealous parishioner Bev Keen and father Paul Hill, a newcomer who is temporarily replacing the aging Monsignor Pruitt, whose whereabouts only Father Paul seems to know. The town is reeling economically after an oil spill that uh, crippled its fishing industry. While out on a night to drink and smoke marijuana with his friends, Uker, O-O-K-E-R, and Ali, Warren spots strange movement in a remote island area populated by feral cats, which are later mauled by an unseen entity. The following night, Riley sees the figure of Monsignor Pruitt walking along the beach amidst a raging storm, but the figure soon vanishes. The next morning, hundreds of dead cats are discovered along the beach. A little trigger warning for uh, James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, cat yeah. lovers out there. 
Oh, yeah. There it is. All right. So there's there's the first uh, episode one synopsis here. And again, we're talking Midnight Mass on Netflix, uh, episode one, two, and three. We'll do uh, a part two of this next week with episode four, five, six, and seven. But okay, so so you're, again, uh, Derek, you came into this without any uh, spoilers, any kind of preconceived notions other than you knew it would yeah. be spooky. What were your thoughts on this episode one? How did you feel about it? And uh, let's let's talk. All right, so so I enjoyed it. Um, my my notes here are kind of in uh, the order of like how how they're kind of happening like while, while I'm watching the show. So, and when I watch stuff, I'm usually trying to predict where where it's going to go. So I don't want to spoil anything, but this is not a spoiler because I don't I don't know what's going to happen. But my first instinct when I'm watching the show is, how come all the oldest people look like they're wearing makeup, prosthetic makeup? I don't know if that if you jump out to that like with you. But, like, all the adults look like they're in kind of, like, especially, like, the really, really old lady, look like they were in some kind of makeup. And it was this weird, uncanny valley. And that was, like, one of the first thoughts I had with the story. And I had no idea where the story was going to go. So I'm like, this is, this is, uh, we're going we're gonna to touch back on this later. But I'm like, this is interesting. And then, like, one of the first scenes, we hear, like, a voiceover of a judge, like, sentencing the main character, like, uh, Riley Flynn, because he um, crashed his car and ended up uh, killing somebody. So we hear the voice, and I recognize the voice as the actress Carla Cugino, who's like a pretty big actress, um, but has not popped up yet again in the show. So those two things are the things that I'm keeping my eye on. And that's, those like happen in the very, very beginning in the show. And there's no way they don't expect us to be thinking about that, you know? Um, so I don't think I'm really spoiling anything there. But also one of, my, one of my first thoughts was that this all takes place on Crockett Island. That has like a population of 127 people. And it's about like how the economy of the island is kind of struggling, and the community went from like hundreds to like dozens, they're saying, because of this oil spill, and it really uh, hurt all the jobs and stuff there. But it made me think as they're showing like this is a real relaxing show to walk. It's real like other than like the scary stuff, it really sets the sets the mood like really heavily um, while you're watching the show. But I was wondering with you guys, would you ever want to live on an island like this? You know, would you? Is this the kind of life that you guys would be into? You know. It's creepy. Like if, if there is something scary on the island, you're trapped with it. But like if there's nothing paranormal on the island, it's a pretty uh, cozy way to live. Maybe you know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it, it, that's a good way to point this out to begin because I I think it's a nice microcosm of where we're at, right? Like uh, society wise, everybody kind of feels trapped, right? Everybody's we still got some quarantine, lockdown stuff going on. We're not going to get too far into that, but I think as you pointed out, it it's a it's a small community and they're having problems, right? It's uh, it's, it's economic problems, right? Again, like I said, extrapolate that out however you want. But then on top of that, we've got weird stuff happening and uh, we'll get to the weird stuff, of course, but uh, it, it kind of, it, it gives me that unnerving feeling. You guys ever been in like a really, really small town where you, no. you feel like, yeah, see, see, I have. And, and so you know, where there's maybe less than a hundred people that live in the town. Right. And everybody yeah. kind of knows each other's names. And it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a feeling like a neighborly feeling, but also it's like a, it's such a small community that it's also creepy yeah. at the same time because yeah. nothing can happen without everybody knowing about it. Right. It's exactly. kind of one of those and, situations. And, and, and you're all like forced to be like neighborly too, because there's so few people that like you depend on each other. And also, like, uh, I have it playing in the background right now, just on mute. I'm watching it, and, like, the, and, like, the kids, 
with the, when the kids go up to smoke weed on the on that hill and stuff like one of the things i was thinking of is just these two these two or three kids four kids might be the only kids their age in the entire island so they like have to be mm. friends with each other you know what i mean like they're those, mm. those are just going to be your peers like no matter what and that's like an interesting wrinkle like you can't really choose your friends you can't choose like who you can interact with because the population is, is so small you know like your cl- your class might be multiple grades because there's not enough kids to to create an actual classroom you know you really yeah. like you everybody knows everything like the priest knows all your names by by name you know which is super creepy uh but okay so yeah so there you go james you got the synopsis thoughts on that we'll, we'll continue a little bit with this uh the first episode here but but uh have you ever lived in a small town james ever had everybody in your business like this not directly to where i noticed because when it happened i was still still in school and no, I, I had a lot of people that I knew in school, but like I wasn't always going over to their houses and stuff like that to to be with them. But I do. It is. It's an interesting thing when you're in a small town. Yeah. So yeah, it's, that's like interesting. My, my my graduating class was like 300, but these kids graduating class was probably like 10. You know what I mean, like if if that, you know, you think of it's 100 people on the island, how many kids are actually going to be if you're 15? Also 15, like three of them, and that's kind of so. That's interesting. I got like the, the bonds that are created, how much of them are created out of necessity versus how much do you actually like care about the people around you? You know, that's the false veneer of neighborliness, you know, which might pop its ugly head up, you know, but uh, I had an idea for you, James, for, for your show, you know? So when they're on the Island and they're introducing like the creepiness, like I, again, I don't know where the story is going as I'm watching it. So I'm trying to figure out like what kind of creepy are we about to get? So one of the first mm-hmm. things they mention is the oil spill. And to me, I'm like, are we going to get some black goo weirdness? Is this is this island going to mm-hmm. be infested with some kind of demonic black goo? Which I don't believe we're getting. Uh, but that was just an example of trying to figure out what's happening. And then one of the next things is when they're on the island, like with this, uh, in this, the uppers they call it, where all the cats are, they explain that like there's always there's um supposed to be this like this like they're hearing cats in the background and cats like screaming and, and fighting and banging and stuff. So like oh yeah like when we were kids like we used to think uh there were stories about these this haunted fisherman a harpoon harry or something like that so mm. I, I i started googling whether there was actually like harpoon harry legends and stuff and i don't believe there is but there is just so many uh ghost fisherman legends so that'd be cool oh maybe, yes maybe you did like a cool like nautical uh nautical nightmare episode you know because there's a ton of stuff yeah. when, I was, when i was looking it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials. Any way you want, open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials. Any way you want, open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, that's a cool flavor of the show, too. Like, it has, like, the, uh, they're, they're all fishermen, you know? It's, it has, it has, it's right on, I don't know, I, I like that style. It's, um, I think yeah. it's supposed to be, like, off of um, Oregon, like, in, in the show. It's like, a, it's like a West Coast island, um, but it has a real New England feel, which I like, uh, coming from New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. one thing that also sticks out to me, that I don't know, mentioned all these cats on this island... Yeah. I'm taking this just from the Wikipedia part that you mentioned, Mike. And then there's this one... Um, I don't know what you call them. Religious guy. Monsignor, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene there. And then all the cats... See, that leads to me to something, but I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you, you, you don't know, because at this point... If we don't know, yeah, no spoilers. You know. yeah, we don't that's know. all you know. So, so if you want to yeah. take a stab at it, what, what's your idea there? Okay, so, so uh, again, just to recap, Riley Flynn sees this Monsignor Pruitt walking along the beach amidst a, stor- a raging storm, but the figure soon vanishes. He actually goes out into the storm and chases him, trying to call his name. Yeah, and he but, can't- but Monsignor... But Monsignor Pruitt is not supposed to. He's uh, he's not in the island. Monsignor Pruitt has been a uh, the whole town pitched in to, to to send him to the Holy Land. So he's in he's in Jerusalem supposed to be as like an eighty year old old man. So nobody thinks he's on the island. And then they're they're all hunkering down for this hurricane. And then the main character Riley he sees what he who think who he, he he was an altar boy for Monsignor when he was a kid. So he he thinks he sees Monsignor based on his like trench coat and hat that he always wore running. On the or walking on the beach in the middle of this of this monsoon happening, so he goes out to chase him, thinking like, assuming it was him. There's a hundred people on the island. He's this guy. He knows this guy as wearing that outfit, but he but he's not supposed to be on the island. A, B. He's this old man, you know. So the mystery the mystery begins. Uh, the the thing I was thinking of is something supernatural could have killed those cats. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if it was something to do with with this guy, if he was messed up somehow. For sure, for sure. I mean, there uh, was the one that did it, or if it's something yeah. else that he was there to look for it. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two options as I see them. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so when when we when we see all the cats on the island, this is like the end of the episode. But when we see all the all the dead cats on the island, they all have like gashes on their necks and stuff. So, and as the audience, we don't, we don't know what they are. And then we, we, we meet the town mayor who's like a real chatterbox. He's real, he's, he's real talky. And, uh, he starts saying that, yeah, the Island has always had like weird stuff happen to him back in like 2002, like hundreds of starlings fell out of the sky. Um, mm. and then later on, like a pot of dolphins, like over a dozen dolphins, like died with like big gashes in their necks. So when we, when we talk about episode three, we do have a little bit of information on one, one like, I don't know if you want to spoil it now. Like, like, we, we do have a little, a little information on what possibly killed these cats. But let's not. Because yeah. because, let's do it in a okay. fashion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, 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 keep in mind that these, but keep in mind that when we find out what killed these specific cats, um, we also know starlings and dolphins died. And, I'm, and I, okay. I'm wondering as an audience member, what is the, like, what's going on here? 
You know, what's, uh, what's this, what's this timetable happening? Who's what's, what's out there killing stuff. Why is all this dead stuff happening on this, on this Island, washing up on this Island, you know, we don't know. The, the, the starlings, those are, those are birds, birds, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. The whole flock, like hundreds, hundreds of birds just fell out of the sky, which happens in real life. These are these things that like have been happening the last few years. Uh, Anyone who goes up to like, go to, go to strange sounds.com and you'll find, they keep, they keep track of all these things that are happening. And it's literally seems like once a week, uh, some part of the world, uh, either a bunch of whales beaching themselves, a whole pack of, uh, of, of birds are falling out of the sky. Fish are watching up on shore, like all kinds of stuff. It seems to be, uh, so, so I'm going, odd. yeah. So I hear that and I'm going and thinking, is there some kind of like, is there some kind of portal stuff happening? Is there some kind of, is this a nexus point or some kind of paranormal activity? Like what's uh, going on? Like, I don't know we don't know yet. Yeah. Either, either some kind of energy or some kind of predator. Yeah. Uh, some kind of energy I would say would have to be, would have to be it. That was my that was my guess going in, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, so this is this, right. So, and not only yeah. it, 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 the the crazy thing about this is it's not, you know, it'd be one thing. So after it's after a huge storm, they battened down the hatches. You know, they were they were putting up boards up on windows, type of thing. Everybody was freaking out a li- just a little bit, you know, because kind of in these coastal areas, they don't freak out too much about storms because they're used to this type of thing. So yeah. it, it didn't seem to be that big a deal. As as we as we said, Riley Flynn ran out into the storm because he thought he saw Monsignor Pruitt, right? So if he runs out into the storm, it's not that big a deal, right? It's a storm, everybody stays in, you know, that type of thing. But it wasn't a, a, a cat or a dozen cats. It was hundreds of cats on the beach, yeah. right? So uh, definitely something something at play here. So, okay. So uh, I, think, I think anything else, uh, Derek, with episode one before we move into episode to here um nothing much really um kind of uh look at my notes right now the seeing the catholic mass was interesting to me as like i like i grew up catholic so there was like a lot of uh, nostalgia elements but also like the creepy the creepy elements you know we'll get more into that as the, there's more there's more mass coming but um yeah i think that's pretty much that's pretty much it actually before we do before we go into episode two here uh so you we, we you and I talked real quick before we started, and you said uh, I I noted the soundtrack. Let's oh, talk, yeah, let's talk yeah. about that real quick. I think it's an important part of this because it's not just like my uh, Miss Strange and I were watching this, my wife and I, and and we were like, "What is this song?" It, it feels like like we should know who this is. It feels familiar, but it also feels not at the same time. And so we're yeah. watching this and it's like a, it, the, the, the soundtrack at this point is a big part of what's going on. Cause they'll have, you know, uh, cut sequences and they'll have like a, an actual song playing in the background instead of dialogue. And so, yeah. but, but it's, it's kind of, it, it's, it feels old, but it feels new, but it also feels <laughs> yeah. at the same time. And I didn't know yeah. what it was. I didn't look it up because I kind of don't want to know if it was originals or if it was something else. But you, you pointed out, you, you, you noticed it's, who, yeah. who it was. It's, it, it's, you know, like, there, there's a lot of um, like regular, just like Christian uh, songs playing at, at some points. But then when they actually bring in actual music, um, the one that stuck out to me, I think it might the only, besides like Christian music, the only singer i've heard it on the show so far is neil diamond there's been at least three neil diamond tracks that have popped up on the show which is really and it's always um the main character's father is usually playing it like he he, he takes a record out and that record is neil diamond and then he puts it on the thing and that's usually the background music ends up playing and it's like a a they're the kind of jams i'm i'm digging it like t- earlier today i was playing some neil diamond just because of this <laughs> like from the show um i know like you can't because the copyright laws but i wish you could play it right now because there's, there's some some jams but um, 
it's, it's, it's interesting. And it made me think like these people must, I don't know. They're just, they're super, super Catholic. They're um, like the, his main character's mother goes to church every single day. And they're just like jamming at their, in, at their house to like Neil, Neil Diamond. Like that's what they think of when they think of like cutting loose, listening to music. It's, it's Neil Diamond. Mm-hmm. And it's like really interesting to me. Just the, I don't know. Like he's just always, my, my Neil, Neil Diamond memory is like Will Ferrell pretending to be Neil Diamond on Saturday Night Live, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and like Sweet Carolina because I'm from, from Boston, you know, so they, they played every Red Sox game, Go Sox. That's, and, why, uh, that's why you knew. I, I couldn't place yeah. it. I couldn't, I, like, I, I felt like I should know who it was and I couldn't place it. No, it's that voice. It's, like, I, like, the songs I didn't know, I, I, I had to look the songs up, but um, his voice I knew from, from uh, Sweet Caroline for sure. Yeah. Okay, but it's right. it just it's a it's, it's just an added wrinkle, and I I looked up the lyrics to some of these songs, and they do sound like I don't know if Neil Diamond is like, has Christian overtones to him. Like I I didn't think so. Like, but uh, some of the songs, like the first song they used when um you were kind of meeting all the characters, and uh, it's like soul and mom, so soul, and like you you're meeting like the little brother riding his bike around, and kind of everybody setting up and stuff. Um, a lot of the words it seems like he's talking about like God or something. It seems they seem Christian. The the, the lyrics like. Um, not not overtly, but there seems to be a Christian overtone. So it's interesting that this like Christian community and this like hard this hard ass Christian father would be like cutting loose to some Neil Diamond. It was like a funny wrinkle to me, but it is a they are jams in the show. Like I mean, I, I, I am liking it. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of Neil Diamond um, uptick on Apple Music or something like that later on because of the show. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, uh, like I said, uh, the wife and I were talking about. It, we're like, wow, this is this is kind of jamming. Like some of this. Is yeah, yeah. Jamming. It's catchy. It's so catchy. Yeah, totally, totally. What's up, Penny? I see in the chat. Uh, just FYI, guys, we are not taking calls on this. So this is more of a roundtable situation where we're talking about a particular uh, Netflix series right now called Midnight Mass. So we are not taking calls. The phone number is down, and we're not taking uh, Discord uh, for right now. So, but like I said, this is this is what we're going to do in the future. We'll do more series like this on different types of things in pop culture and talk about them and you guys are all yeah. invited so uh, this is not an exclusive oh, yeah. thing i want to let you know that we will uh, mix up the cast here of people the, these guys uh derek and james will be back on this and probably often but also you're invited as well so we want to mix in yeah, everyone get everyone on here. Yeah. exactly let's get everybody get everybody in here and talk about this stuff because well, that's what this is about, right? That's a, it's, a, it's getting all the ideas. So just to let you know, so right now, currently during this show, we're not taking calls, but you are invited to be on this in the future. So, okay. Contact me, join the discord, troubledminds.org, click the discord link, get in here, send me an email at troubledmindsradio at Gmail, call and leave a voicemail, 702-957-1037. All that information's on troubledminds.org. Okay. So let's go. Uh, what's up, Penny? I see you there. Okay. So here's the thing. We're going to go to episode two now. So this is what we're doing. This is called Midnight Mass on Netflix. It's a seven-episode series, and that's it. It's just a one-time thing because they did it for Halloween. Limited series. Limited series. Thank you. And so we did episode one now. So we're going to do one, two, and three, and then we'll break off the second half into another show. But let's get into episode two now. Now, uh, anything about that, James, real quick? Uh, Do you know Neil Diamond? Any comments on that? I am aware of him, yeah. I've heard of him. I'm... um... (laughs) That's interesting. That's an interesting, um, to the whole thing. That's a stage, you know, just the ambiance. Yeah, I can see, yeah, I can see that, though. I can imagine that being, 
I don't know. That's interesting. That's all I can say about that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to give you a crack unless you're like, OMG, Neil Diamond is my all-time favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right. It, it, that's cool if it's not. Just checking. I, wanna, I w- didn't want to cut that off if you were about to be like, Neil Diamond is my jam. <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. So, just, so, <laughs> so real quick, just, uh, just, 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 to, uh, just to track it. I'm, I'm watching the show uh, in the background. So just to track it, we're following the main character who – just got out of jail and coming back on the island, he accidentally he, he he was a drunk driver and he killed one of the like he killed a girl. I think on, I think on the mainland. Like I don't think she was on the island. So we're following him, his parents who are super devout Christian, like like everybody is in the island. Um, there's, there's a sheriff who is Muslim. Um, we, we we meet him in the first first episode, uh, who seems to be like one of the heroes of the show. Um, and then. Like the main like antagonist so far seems to be Bev Keen, the uh, Christian like the the, the the like the nun-ish lady or whatever, like who works for the church. She's like a real like I don't know hard ass. She's a real like uh, for lack of a better word, she's just a bitch. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. About, yeah, full of spit um, and vinegar for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah. That's basically it. So and, to, to, and obviously more characters. Like we we know like most of the island at this point, but the, like the ones we're really following is that main character Riley and his family, and then the sheriff and his family, and then this main lady, the priest, and this one fuck up guy we'll, that we'll uh, we'll get to more in the next episode. Okay, but, so go ahead, Mike. There we go. Book two. Uh, so this is episode two now of uh, Midnight Mass. Like I said, we're going to do episode one, two, and three tonight. We're just kind of going through it, talking about it. And what are your thoughts on this? Like, I want comments in the chat and, uh, of course, comments on uh, uh, the when we're done. What are your thoughts? Did you like it? Uh, did the first three episodes creep you out? Was it? Uh, we're taking thoughts on this, of course, but we're just not taking phone calls live here because we want to get through all of our thoughts as we as we continue this. But let's go. Episode two. It's called Book Two psalms all right and uh, it continues the townsfolk cannot determine a cause of death for the cats found along the beach bev covers the church perimeter and bev is that uh she's she's basically like the church um assistant right she she she's not the priest but she's she assists the priest she does all the orders she probably and it's hinted heavily that she's collecting the money and in charge of that right mm-hmm. so that's what she so she's that person okay she's kind of like the second in charge of the church so anyway bev covers, she's like go ahead. She, 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 she represents like the judging nature of the church like everything that people kind of don't like about like the way the church might judge you she kind of personifies that in one character like she's like the she's like the evil eye watching everybody like passing judgment on everybody in the town kind of Exactly. It's like kind of when you get the religious creeps from somebody when they're kind of always giving exactly. the evil eye. She is exactly that. She plays the character exactly. so well. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Like you hate her, and you're like, damn, she's a good actress. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Bev, this is which is this character we're talking about, covers the church perimeter with 1080, which is a poison, hoping to fend off potential Jeez. predators because right, all these dead cats. So she's, uh, and we don't know at this point in the story whether she's doing this uh, maliciously or what uh, or she really believes there's some sort of predator out there just murdering these cats so, so she puts poison out all over the place hoping to fend off potential predators she's like, like during that scene like she says that but like there's a creepy vibe that is given to us we, we don't know why like the vibe is like that but she explains what she's about to do like it seems normal but for some reason we're like 
is that really what she's doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and is that normal? Is that normal? Yeah, exactly. 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 So so Father Paul learns that. So Father Paul is the new pastor who's coming to replace the old Monsignor Pruitt. Okay. So Father Paul learns that Lisa Scarborough, the Crockett mayor's daughter who uses a wheelchair, was paralyzed after being accidentally shot by town drunk Joe Colley. During the oh. island's annual Ash Wednesday potluck festival, Joe's dog suddenly dies after eating food off the ground. Joe suspects Bev, whom he personally despises, for extracting church donations from the townsfolk after convincing them to accept a settlement with the oil company that poisoned the bay's waters, knowing it would benefit the church. Erin witnesses a mysterious creature stalking through her property, which we'll get to. That's that's uh, it just starts to get hot up in here. Yeah, exactly. Riley (laughs) attends uh, a one on one AA meeting. So Riley, again, is out of prison. And as part of his probation, he has to attend a weekly meeting uh, for Alcoholics Anonymous. And what he was doing since they're on an island, he was going to a the mainland to do this. But the new uh, the new father, uh, his name is again, uh, Father Paul, who replaced Monsignor Pruitt. He actually offers uh, Riley to institute his own AA clinic just for himself. So he'd save him a trip to the island and get to know, you know, get to you know, j- just as kind of like a reaching out to him to say, hey, look, you know, like we can do this here. You don't have to spend all this time going to the island or uh, uh, to the mainland, I'm sorry, et cetera, so on. So they, they begin this one-on-one uh, AA meeting. Uh, so he attends this one-on-one AA meeting with Father Paul, where he expresses his contempt for the doctrine of uh, theodicy. What is that called? I don't know what this is. What Theosophy? Is uh, yeah, theodicy means vindication of God. Uh, okay, okay. I didn't remember. Uh, okay, so owing to his guilt over the fatal car accident. during uh, so, okay, so they're doing their one-on-one AA meeting. It's a little funny. So the scenes where they do that is, is super funny because they sit down and they're yeah. talking and they're like, uh, okay, so here we are. What do we do now? <laughs> it's like just two. They're of good us. though. It's good. Like, yeah, like, like they're really well acted. Like, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. The actors are good, and the, and that father's creepy, isn't he? Father Paul. Yeah, father Paul. Uh, but creepy. like also, also like not like in some parts. Like he real, he really he has like a real soft spoken way about him. But also, you you like him too. You're supposed to like him. Um, like the town likes him, and they're like, he does. He's doing good stuff so far in the first like a couple episodes like you 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 realize i mean he's his face is on the the poster for the show so like you're you're assuming there's gonna be something dark about this guy but everything so far that we see that we like to believe is like something creepy about this guy but he seems nice enough you know like so we don't know what the deal is um but he also like when we first meet him he's like dragging this trunk into his apartment like it's like the the church gives him um, like a house or whatever on the island. Yep. So he's dragging this trunk in and he like hits the top of the trunk. Doom, doom. It's this big trunk that you put a, a body in. And he, hits, and he hits the top. Doom, doom. And then he hears in the trunk, doom, doom. like something knocks back. And we don't know what it is yet. And that's like one of the first, that's, that's one of the first mysteries of the show that we get. Um, mm. So we know something's off with this guy, but we don't know. We don't know what his role really is. But like, again, I got to say, like I grew up Catholic and I know this is like a scary show and stuff. And like, I don't, I haven't been to church in a, in a long time. And like we did as a kid, we used to, we used to go every Sunday. So there's just these weird, um, like weird 
touches that they put in it, like the way they sing in church, how everybody's just such a, like such a terrible singer, you know, and so it's this weird, like, <laughs> Not when he's like going up the on. aisle, <laughs> but like, 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 the way, like, the way, like the priest sings and stuff. And like, it's always, it's just so shitty. Like, like, and it's true. That's a real thing. Like it's, and it's like these songs are made to just make a sound like a person sound as bad a singer as you could possibly get sound, you know, uh, <laughs> and just little touches, little, little touches like that. But all, but also with that being said, as the show's going on in the first three episodes, um, like it, it does like I've never I've never been as moved to like go back to church as I have when I was watching the show. Like there is there is a lot of elements that like make you be like, is like maybe the church isn't all bad, you know? In the middle of this uh, horror show, you know, which is which is interesting. <laughs> interesting. Like like they, like they made work to make it seem like they they want to make you understand why people join the faith or support the faith while also showing all the things that creep everybody out about it and like make it look like Catholic Catholicism is arguably, I say this as a lapsed Catholic, is arguably the creepiest religion in the game, you know? Like, it's super creepy. Like, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Super, super creepy. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, all, all the ritual stuff, and, and so, so I want to note too that so this Father Paul. So remember, he's replacing the old uh, Monsignor Pruitt, who they they collected money on the island to send him to the Holy Land because he was basically retiring, eighty years old type of thing, and they sent him. So he's he's gone. And for whatever yeah. reason, they think that he's uh, actually because this new guy is telling them that he's um, incapacitated, basically. He's ill of some sort. And so he, he's going to yeah. be on the mainland getting medical treatment until he's well enough to come back. But then uh, this, this, uh, the new guy, uh, Father Paul, actually uh, confides to Riley, who's probably the main character here, the main antagonist at this point, uh, or protagonist, uh, I don't know. I don't, excuse yeah, me on the term. protagonist. Yeah. Protagonist, yeah. yeah. He actually, so the father confides in him that the, that father, the old guy, is probably not coming back. He's, he's yeah. you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't want to spread a rumor, but he thinks that just uh, based on what he knows of that situation, it's not happening. He's, he's not going to get yeah. better. So, Don't hold your breath type of thing. Exactly, yeah. Okay, and here's what I wanted to say, too. So I was talking to uh, Mrs. Strange about this, and I, and I wanted to point out this new new guy, Father Paul. He reminded me of David Schwimmer playing a priest, right? Kind of, <laughs> yeah. right? Kind of like that, yeah. except except this guy could act. Oh. This guy is good. Like he's, this, this guy, I think he was in a, like the one thing I recognize him in is um, The Big Short, that movie with uh, Steve Carell where they're talking about like Wall Street and everything that... uh. Like the like the housing market that came out a few years ago. I think he's one of the guys in the. I think he's one one of Steve Carell's like accountant guys in the Big Short. He's the only thing I really recognize him from. But he's crushing it. He's like this is going to be his like his star making performance. But he's making some choices. Like he is, I'm like he's making some choices in that. Especially when we get into him 
in the confessional and stuff, like the way he's like deciding to read his lines, like the like the line readings he's giving. He's he's going for it. This guy, this actor, is really going for it. But I think it's working. It's like working. I agree. I agree. He's very good. Yeah. All right, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm, known I'm known for that. Uh, don't don't put George Clooney or David Schwimmer on my list because shots will be fired. All right, so <laughs> so uh, so now this is how it ends. Episode two ends like this, and it gets crazy. This is where it starts to get like what the fuck is going on all right during mass that sunday father paul who's the new guy replacing the old guy insists that lisa rise from her wheelchair to accept the eucharist to everyone's shock lisa stands and walks not just walks she comes up the stairs out of her wheelchair to take the blood and the body of christ Holy mm, a miracle. A miracle happens. A miracle yeah. happens. Exactly. So now we have a miracle actually happen. We have this mm. new guy in charge. And uh, again, uh, creepy. And Neil Diamond singing along. <laughs> <Neil> <laughs> Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it, your take on this episode two, uh, Derek. I mean, we, we, we get a lot here. Like the main character is uh, like the, the skeptic. Like he, he was an altar boy when... Um, he was younger, but coming back from jail, he like he has a speech in this. I think it's in this one where he he tells his um he has like a main love interest, I guess, like his his childhood sweetheart, like whatever is back is also back on the island, um and she's like pregnant, which is a another mysterious wrinkle to put like um what's, what's, there's a there's a a baby like a mysterious baby um that might might play a role later in the show. I'm guessing, but they get to know each other again. And he explains how, like, he lost his faith when he went into jail, which is, like, unlike most people. Most people find Jesus in jail. But he's like, I, like, I went looking. Like, I read every single, I read the Torah, the Koran. I went to, I checked, like, Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism. He checked, he checked it all out. And he just, like, he, and he came back atheist. So he's, like, the one who's questioning everything. So when he gets that, he has that one-on-one speech with um, Father Paul. It's, like, one of the best scenes from the episode where he's explaining, like, like, um, that the theosity or whatever you're talking about, the idea of being like bad stuff's happening because like, or I don't know, like he, he, he complains that we allow bad things to happen. Like we allow Lisa to get shot by this drunk guy. who's like still drinking himself to death or whatever. We like bad stuff's happening. And we like, we can, the only reason why we can bear it, or we allow it or we tolerate it is because, of this like God works in mysterious ways type thing, you know, and he's being like, no, it's, it's, it's bullshit. Like if there was a God, he wouldn't let Lisa mm-hmm. get shot like that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do these bad things. Like it can't, it can't be like that. And just the idea of being like, well, he works in mysterious ways. That can't be it, you know? And then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's talking for the audience, you know? Um, the show knows that most people don't like this stuff. Like, like, so he's, he's speaking for the audience. And then Father Paul comes back being like, no, no, no. God doesn't, he doesn't, you have free will. God doesn't, he just, he's not controlling the game, but like he, he's going to like bring the good stuff out from these bad events. Like he, he says it in a much better way than I just did, but it's one of those moments where it's like, oh shit, like that is a good point. You know, that is like, they're, they're making, like they're putting a lot of thought into, into it, you know, like they're, they, they know that people are going to like bump up against like, like the uh, Catholicism and stuff and how, how creepy it is, but they're doing a, they're working hard to make, you see like the, the, the positives in it first and like what it, what it could do, which I think is intentionally to like make it pack even a harder punch when scary stuff starts to happen, you know? Um, but I like that, like that, that kind of stuff, those, those conversations, you know, about like faith and like 
how come, how, how do we let that stuff happen? You know, and is, is faith or is, or are these dogmas and stuff only ways for like the power elite to, to give us something to like a, a, a way to, to deal with suffering, you know, a way, a way to like tolerate the, the, the crummy lives we, we get while the church, they say like keeps building bigger and bigger and more elaborate churches in the middle of these slums that they go to, you know, like he calls them like ticks that are, just getting plumper and plumper off the blood of these like villages that they go to and stuff, you know? So he's like, like, and then the church is, I don't know. So it's that dichotomy is really cool to, to watch as the show goes on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And notably it, it, it seems to be a, a recurring theme because we have uh, the sheriff has a wife who's passed away of pancreatic cancer, which we now learn at this point uh, at the end of this episode, actually. Uh, and so he, he's a, uh, he's a Muslim. He's basically the only Muslim, yeah. him and his son on the entire Island. And so we have this, yeah. uh, this weird uh, juxtaposition of Christianity versus, uh, you know, uh, Muslims and that whole, it becomes a thing. It's a thing, right? And it doesn't. Yeah. I, I think. I think that's probably where where they interject Bev as kind of that kind of the buzzsaw of, uh, yeah. of uh, you know Christianity is like they're they're both trying to be like the dominant. Uh, well, I think actually it's interesting that when you look at it in terms of dominance and not like the the buzzsaw is Bev, and she's because she's like well you know she's introducing the Bible to uh, the school. And it, yeah. they don't like that. Because, well, clearly because right, it's a public school. It's a thing. Yeah. This whole meeting and this conversation where the sheriff, who the drunk guy, by the way, who shot the one girl, who Lisa, who who can no longer walk, and then ended up walking as the miracle. This guy, I thought it was pretty hilarious in the context of the show that he didn't call him sheriff. He called him the Sharif, right? Sharif, yeah, <laughs> Sharif. Wow. Right? That's like, but oh, his name, wow. his, his name is Sharif though in the show, which is fun. Which is is it really like? Oh yeah, 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 that's the weird. That's the weird thing. But but they introduce him, like it's not, like wow. they make it, but they make it seem like he's he's making fun of his name as Sharif, and then he goes, no, no, Sheriff. But oh, then his I name see. actually ends up his name actually ends up being Sharif too. So like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's funny. It's I didn't weird. even catch the detail. I thought wow. he was just making fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's actually his name. So so, so you have Sharif. This- yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. See. Good. And this is why we do this because we get together, we catch details that other uh, the the other folks don't. Uh, okay. So so uh, also like 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 with the Muslim Christian thing first. Like, oh, it's 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 this is too, I mean two opposing faces and everything, but it's more so that it's just the other. Like the entire island are all Catholic. They're all going to the same church, and he's and he's not, and his son is not. So it's also like like the mayor at one point tells him to like you should come to church like when they're talking. When all the cats die, he's like, "Yeah, you should come to church, anyways." Like, I know you go to, I know you go to the mainland to go to to go to te- a mosque and stuff, but like, you should come to church just to show up because you're the sheriff. You have to be a part of this town. Like, we're not trying to convert you, but just like, come be a part of the town. Right. So there's this weird thing of being like keeping church out of state if the entire town is all the same faith and there's miracles happening in the town. You know, like, how do you how do you stay in the community if like? be the only one not going to the church on Sunday, you know? And then that's, and yeah, I don't know. A- added social pressure. Like there wasn't. Enough. Exactly. 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 <laughs> there wasn't yeah. Uh, exactly. All right. All right. Th- thoughts on that, James, on any of the rest of this as we uh, continue trucking in? There, there's some other stuff we got to get into for episode two, yeah. including the monster, by the way. There's a monster. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but thoughts on the, what we've talked about so far, James? Well, it's interesting that they are bringing up the whole, Bringing up deeper subjects than I would expect in a show yeah, for sure. um, these days. I don't know if that's just because I, I don't 
I, I, I'm not in, in the loop on a lot of shows these days if there are more shows that are doing that or not, but that's, that, that's in, that in itself is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not it, making him out to be like like the, like the straight up bad guy. That's the thing. Like you would think a yeah. horror show about Catholicism, the church will just be flat out the villain and like or the hero. They would do or the hero, or the yeah. other. Yeah, but like the first the first two episodes, they do make it intentionally complicated. Like they're putting in a lot of work in the first two episodes. Like if you if you go in expecting to just get a monster movie for the first two, like you'd be disappointed. But they they they're doing a lot of a really great work as like establishing the community, how the community works, and like. But also the complications with with the established church and the church's role in the community and the purple in the in the community's role with the church, like have their feelings toward the church and and that push and pull. You know, how much do you actually believe? How much like are you just like is it community stuff? How much do you? And it, they tied in with AA too because AA is a Christian Christian program. You know, so how much like just how everything is all tangled in with each other? You know, and trying and trying to separate. Uh, the real lore, the real mythology, the metaphors, the real like concrete. No, no, this is actually going to happen. Like right. type, type stuff, you know. Um, they do a good job with it. Yeah. Uh, and getting back to the the miracle thing uh, with the the daughter, that's interesting. I mean, I'm sure I probably don't need to say this for a lot of people, but it's interesting either way you want to look at it. If it was an actual miracle, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, if it was sure. not one. If it was fate, somehow, <laughs> I like the way that's you, exactly. you know. So, and it's also yeah, and, it, and it's this is this is more foreshadowing than spoiling episode three. But it's they tie it to her getting in the Eucharist. They what coaxes mm-hmm. her is is the Eucharist, and which is the the body of Christ. And and right. throughout this, this episode, he goes to this like the old lady, like one like the doctor's mother is like the oldest character we meet in the show, who's um, going completely senile, and as uh, he well, apparently was like an everyday churchgoer, like a devout Catholic. So in this episode, mm-hmm. he goes to her and he t- to give her um, to give her the Eucharist and like the the body and blood of Christ, you know. So there's mm-hmm. and we see a lot of people receiving the Eucharist during during the show. And there's a moment in the mm-hmm. first episode, like early in the first episode, where um, the main character's little brother is, a, is an altar boy now. So him and his like, the ones who were who were smoking weed in the first episode. They're setting up the. They're setting up. They're putting the wine inside the bottles and stuff, and they're lighting. They're lighting all the candles and all that kind of shit. And he's like, "Oh, I forgot to." Uh, or uh, he's like, "I think we're out of wine." To the to the priest, and the priest's like, "Oh, I'll handle it. Go out. Go out of the room and start setting up everything." So when they leave, and one of the kids is like, "Oh shit, I forgot this." So he goes back in the room and he sees the father put, like, fill up the rest of the wine with his like flask, and like, <laughs> it's, it's a moment of like what's he putting in the thing or like what's what's going on it's just a real creepy like creepy moment but we're not sure what to make of it but so far in the first two episodes that there was a tie between weirdness with like receiving the communion um and that's that's will definitely tie in later yeah it's and and the crazy part right is it's one of those moments where it it seems a little out of place right so it's like he, he's supposed to be filling it from some other source of wine right you, you expect like they have the stock or something but exactly. they didn't it's almost like it was removed the altar boys were like there it was around here somewhere and i can't find it right and then so yeah. they leave and then when they come back he's filling it from his flask so it's like yeah. that that whole thing is like a weird little like mix of 
wait, what just happened, you know? And so the dude yeah. comes back in, and, the, and the, 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 again, Father Paul is the guy's name who's taken the place. He's the young guy now of taking the place of Monsignor Pruitt, who's retired and gone away. He's sick on the, uh, sick on the mainland. Now, they come back in, and he's pouring it from his flask. And it seems weird. Yeah. It seems weird, but then it doesn't because the, the pastor, uh, uh, Father Paul, plays it off unbelievably well. Because like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. the guy came back in looking for a lighter. He was supposed to light the, the thing he's dragging out. I don't know. I'm not Catholic, so forgive me if, for not knowing the details. Of no, yeah. He was supposed to light the thing with the lighter before he took it out, right? It's like a, I don't know, what, ceremonial torch? I don't know what this is. But yeah. he was supposed to light it. So he went back in to get the lighter, and he's like, uh, where's the lighter? And he sees him pouring with, from his flask into the wine, into the, you know, the, the, the yeah. ceremonial wine. And the, 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 so like, the priest is like, oh, yeah, yeah, here. He grabs the lighter, just tosses it to him. <laughs> yeah. you know, go ahead. Go get him. Go get him, Jeez. please, right? Yeah. 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 Play it like, off really so, well. So, so it makes us wonder, like, what's going on with that? Is he, like, is he stealing wine? So now he's just putting the wine back. Is he just is he just a booze hound? So he has wine on his flask all the time. Is he like spiking the wine with something? Is he putting something in foreign into the wine? Like we don't we don't know what the deal is. Like we have theories. Uh, we'll get into theories uh, after after we explain episode three. Like I have a theory on what he's what he's putting into the wine. But um, one of the first parts we meet him, like he enters the church singing, and then he does the uh, like the transmutation or whatever they they call it when he change like the the speech where he changes the body and. and or the, the the bread and the wine into the body and blood, and which is another th- thing. Like, if you grew up going to church at all, which like um, every single person in my town, like we all grew up Catholic. I'm I'm from Boston. We just all grew up Catholic. So when he's he's doing the, this is my body which shall be given up for you, whatever. The whole speech. As soon as he starts saying it, I just went back to a five year old me, and I could have gave you. I could have I could have started <laughs> saying every, every single word. Really, I could, I could, word. I could give you every word. I, I haven't been to church in fifteen years. You know. It's one of those things that just sticks in your head, but it's just a big ceremony. And what they're really showing is all the ceremonial, ritualistic aspects of, yeah. of the mass. And uh, especially when he goes to, to the, he makes the house call with the really, really old lady. Because like, she was like, yeah, I'm going uh, to give you the communion. And he like, busts out his, his, his suitcase and he pulls out like, the, the tablecloth and like, the, the cups and he's putting the wafer on top of the cup and he has all these little bottles of like, portable portable little wines and waters and oils and stuff and it, the, the vibe i got from it, it reminded me a lot of like a vampire's hunting kit like while i'm watching it <laughs> and then and then he like chucks the robe on which like and it really cements the fact that like these are this is a ritual they are doing rituals all these items are, are ritualistic tools that all play like a purpose in the ritual i mean he puts the cloak on not for like style but for like that's a tool you have to wear when you're doing the ceremony whatever it is i mean so it's like it really got it really like gave me like like magic vibes. You know what I mean like the like the mm-hmm. the weird yeah. esoterica, like the like the weird occultness that's like steeped inside the mass. These are things that we just don't realize when we're going to church. That the whole thing is this uh. giant like ritual sacrifice can- cannibalism type thing. Like I don't know, you know, it's it's something you don't think about until you see it in like a horror movie's pr- pr- perspective, you know. But go ahead. Like, yeah, and, and and notably too with that, it's uh we've talked about this on Untroubled Minds as well, kind of talking about these rituals. Is that they they seem bizarre, right? Like if you're not Catholic, you're like, what is this weirdness? But you know, we are a ritual society, not just us. It like pretty much all over the world. It it doesn't matter. We've talked about you know uh, the the term of you know a pinch of salt salt over your shoulder, uh, you know yeah. uh, knock on wood for luck, things like this. That's all ritual, right? It's all the same. Yeah. 
it's just right kind of uh, done for different reasons. And so when you put it in kind of like this mass context with the, the, the blood and body of Christ, and especially yeah. when you get some creepy, you know, Neil Diamond and like the, the buzzsaw, <laughs> right? The, the, the buzzsaw Beverly yeah. who, who ends up, uh, you know, being the, the kind of like the, all of the Catholicism that we hate, it's like the judgmental look down at, you know, through the spectacles on the edge of your nose type of situation, right? Yeah. It's creepy. Like this, this thing does, a, this Midnight Mass does a really good job of kind of smashing all those things together because there are, you know, like, like you said, like, like Derek said, Catholicism itself is creepy, right? Like all it's that so ritual creepy. stuff so is creepy. super yeah. creepy. However, it's not all bad, right? It's not all bad either. It just depends, right? Depends on, again, we, we've talked about intention and ritual and things like this on the show, we, the other show we do. And so, I don't know. It, it definitely gives you the vibe, like kind of gives you the creeps a little bit. But, but then yeah. the, the pastor is so good that, you, you know, like yeah, you would expect the pastor to be, that he brings you back into the fold, right? He, he, you, are, yeah. you are one mm-hmm. of the sheep watching this thing. It, it, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. But he's like especially good too. Like he's... Especially his like sermons and stuff when he's actually in church, like giving the speeches and stuff. That's not a Catholic mass. Like he's that's as close to like that's like Baptist almost. He's like really he's like a lot. He's really putting a lot of emphasis in it. He's like he's he's like talking like Martin Luther King almost, which is that's not a Catholic mass. That's like a Catholic mass is extremely boring. It's like the it's very 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 boring. It's all the, the everything he's saying was what you get in a Catholic mass, but you just get this old guy. Um, the reason why I, can, I memorize all this stuff is because the, the state of that's in your head, you, everyone's half asleep. You're in this weird, it puts you in this weird trance. <laughs> it's, it's a trance, you know? isn't it? It's a trance. Yeah. This, guy, uh, this, this, this guy is like giving, he's really like, he's, he's making the, the, the people in the, in the pews be going, hallelujah. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. He's really, he's going for it. You know, he's making you, he's making you feel the passion of the Christ, you know, like he's going, he's really going for it, you know? Um, but also we should say that like the Bev thing, she, she might've killed that dog too. Like yes. we don't, we don't know like the what happened, but I, with with the, the poison. poison, like, so, so what we see is the dog that they're at this pot, the crock pot luck. Um, and we see the dog laying on the ground and then this hot dog drops down next to him. And then what I think is Bev's dress, like, just like this, like pink dress. We see like, the bottom of it. And then I'm, I'm like 90% sure that's what she was wearing. Um, later on, like when, when, when the dog starts to, just to like puke and throat and puke blood and foam and stuff and die is, and we see her in that pink dress. So mm. until they tell us otherwise, I'm under the impression that she killed, she killed the dog, you know, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And I'm glad yeah. you brought that up too. So, so one more thing, and then we'll go to James on his thoughts on this stuff is that at the end uh, of episode two, when the new, uh, was it pastor Paul? I'm going to just call him pastor Paul. He actually yeah. invokes the miracle. All right. He he tells yeah. tells Lisa to get up from her wheelchair and come get the Eucharist, right? And he backs up. He intentionally backs up away from her and backs up the stairs, three steps. Yeah. And so everybody's shocked. The whole place is like, ah, oh, ah, oh, well, like, what are you doing? Hey, what this asshole. is not yeah. funny. What yeah. a dick. Like this is not cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like how are you going to do yeah. that to her, right? But then something happens, and she like puts her arms on the wheelchair and she begins to stand up. Yeah. And she starts walking, and she literally not just walks, walks up the stairs, and this miracle yeah. happens and takes the blood and body of Christ from the pastor. And he doesn't seem surprised at all, 
right? He seems yeah. he seems convicted. He seems to know that this is going to happen, which is weird. But here's a notable part relating back to the poisoning and Bev and the dog and all this is that right after this happens and Lisa's walking again, this miracle, Pastor Paul runs out. He, he has to go. And he runs out of the place, runs back away from church with everybody there, and the miracle just happened. And he goes into his home, studio, whatever's going on, wherever the pastor lives, I don't know, whatever they call that yeah. place. And Bev, Bev chases him. Right? She's chasing him going, what are you doing? Where are you going? Are you okay? And he runs into his place and into the bathroom, and he's spitting up blood in the sink. Yeah. All right. And so she's in there. So, going, so make, oh, <laughs> yeah. are you okay? Are you so, okay? What's going on? Right. Yeah. So yeah. makes you wonder, like, is this like, is this something, is it something evil going on or is this, or is he like sucking out the, whatever negative energy is in, yeah. is in the, is in the people who are, who he's, who he's curing or whatever. Like we, we don't know, you know, or is it some, is it some kind of dark evil catch to the, to whatever these miracles are? Is it's, it's coming out in this, in like the blood in his, his cough. Like, we don't know. It's a lot of mysteries still getting laid out within the first two, exactly. two and a half episodes. And the timing yeah. was intentional. So you noticed exactly. he did something good, and as a result, he received something bad from it. He was spitting up blood. Exactly. Exactly. So, and we, we got to talk about the monster, too, before we go any further. To, oh, yeah, yeah. The monster. <laughs> James, thoughts on this, and then we'll get to the monster. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's so weird because, I mean, I, I was, I went to, I, growing up, I went to church a lot. The only time you ever heard talk about miracles was biblical times. Yeah, that was that's not something that happened even once in a great while in the, any of the masses that I went to. I'm pretty sure that is a very extremely rare thing, at least from what I've ever heard, happened in a Catholic church. Yeah, it'd be one of those things that were on the news, you know, and like yes, yeah. that's heard of it more in other denominations than I've heard of it in Catholic. Yeah. Not an expert in that, but yeah, that's weird. And and they mentioned that like too when uh when when he this might be in the next one, but like the main character they're in sitting at the AA meeting, he's like he's like uh the the news is probably gonna come ask you about it and stuff. He's like, no 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 like like I, 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 I turn that down, and the family the family doesn't really want to uh, they don't really want to talk about it. So it makes me wonder, like, yeah. um, is is that the reason why it's happening on this small island? Is it because it's it's a place where it can it can it can all go down without the public eye? Where like mm. I don't know. It's just it's that'll probably come in episode four. But yeah, a lot of a lot of weirdness. Like okay, yeah, why that's this, interesting. Why this island? Why is why is this happening on this island? You know, like. And there's a monster nearby, which... And then we got the monster. Let's get to yeah, the Yeah, that's interesting. Let's get the monster. All right, so the monster now, uh, the monster's made a couple appearances at this point. So in the first episode, we see when they're smoking weed, the, the youngsters with uh, that aisle of cats. Before all the cats are murdered, uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they're looking back behind them, and they see these eyeballs, right? These glowing eyeballs, which they assume are cats. But there's this one down on the bottom that doesn't seem to be cats at all. The eyeballs are a little bit larger. They're kind of shifty-eyed, right? It's glowing eyeballs in the dark. And they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's just the cats, right? And so they're just smoking weed, hanging out, having a good time. But then one of them turns and looks over his shoulder again. And those eyeballs from the cat, apparently, are now like 10 feet high peering over the bushes. (laughs) Over like like, like literally 10 foot of shrubs 
eyeballs up above and he freaks out. He's like, oh, shit, right? Like, whoa. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, what's going on? And everybody's like, what the hell? And he's like, oh, nothing. I must have been seeing something, right? And so everybody yeah. chills out. They're like, oh, it's just the cats. Chill out, right? And so that's the weirdness of this. So that's that was episode one. Now, more things happen, right? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead Derek. Yeah, there's more, more so, with the monster. So we get like, uh, we get a couple of those moments. Like we get, um, like a bigger one in episode three with like the sheriff that we'll talk about. But in episode two, there was another one where the main, the main, uh, like woman show, like the, like the main characters, like love interest of the show, like the one who's pregnant. She, she sees it in her house. She's, uh, like sitting in the kitchen or something like that. And she sees it out the window. She, it's, and like, that's something I have a Netflix, like watching kind of everything on my phone and stuff. It's like you can really re- like rewind stuff quickly. So she's kind of just looking outside, and it's like pitch black. Then all of a sudden, she just sees like a body start walking and moving. So I rewind it real quick, mm-hmm. and it's just the body's out there the whole time. So like you're looking at it, and it's just this tall, skinny, like gangly shape with like these blue glowing eyes or whatever. And then he's just standing there. Then all of a sudden, the music. <laughs> And the body starts walking. I mean, it's there the whole time. It just—it's—it's it's really creepy. Like without, it's not like it's a jump scare without being a. It's not like a cheap jump scare. It's like it's they're, they're really earning the the, the the creepy aspects of it so far. But like we're thinking, like what what is this? What is this monster that's, that's out here? And like the monster clearly is what's killing the cats because there was one scene where this cat is like, um, running around. Just probably like really early in the episode. But the cat gets scared. The cat like hears something, and, and like turns its head, and then all of a sudden it's like swooped up by something, and we don't know what it is. And we get a couple aerial shots like above the island of something flying down, yes, and like looking at like <laughs> above, like flying around the island. So my my mind is thinking, this is a Mothman show. We're about to, mm-hmm. this is, is going to be all Mothman stuff, and I was super into that, but. It might not be Mothman. Let's say that it's not Mothman. <laughs> it it, it did feel like Mothman. Okay, and so so uh, there's a couple of actual <laughs> foreshadowing moments of this as well. So oh, yeah, yeah, the very first guy. So the guy that actually shot Lisa in his drunken stupor, the second drunk, as it were, in the show. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. he in the first episode he starts w- in the drunk tank, and this is how you meet the sheriff and him. And the sheriff lets him out of the out of the the the, the, the jail. He's like, we we have to stop doing this, right? Like you you keep ending up drunk. Yeah. He's like, if you end up drunk, you're gonna end up in jail, and that's just how we do this, right? But then the sheriff is telling the drunk guy afterward, <laughs> hey. You were telling me all kinds of crazy stuff last night, like, like you were being chased by an albatross. Chased by an albatross. With, he said yeah. albatross with wings like uh, what did he say? Lawn, lawn chairs. chairs. Lawn chairs with yeah. wings like lawn chairs, right? So there's some foreshadowing here. There's something flying, something with wings on the island, and it's watching people. It's coming close. Yeah. It's he felt like he was being stalked, and he was drunk at the time. He didn't remember, but he told the sheriff as he was being arrested, and holy shit right so then yeah we yeah. Have this this weirdness going on and then okay so the monster in episode two culminates in this moment and there's one of the guys that one of the youngsters what's his name was smoking weed what's his yeah. name I'll, I'll pull the name up uh, one of the flins the, yeah. the uh the uh, riley's riley's younger brother riley's younger brother is walking and he's walking home and there's like this abandoned building and there's a door that swings open. Yeah. And he's like, kind of looks and is like, what, what was that, right? He's like, oh, you know, everybody knows everybody on the island, right? There's no reason to be afraid. But it's an abandoned house. So, you know, he's got, he's got 
reasons to believe that his uh, his friends are messing with him or something, right? So he turns <laughs> and he walks and goes into this darkened, abandoned building. And yeah. what, is, what does he say? He says, hey, who's in there? Something to that effect. And it repeats, it echoes. Yeah, his that's voice creepy. comes yeah. back to him in his exact, oh, words, saying exact words to him. He's like, hey, who's in there? And it says, hey, who's in hey, there? Hey, who's in there? Yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that right <laughs> back to him. Right? And it's like, a little distorted, but almost the same. Like, it was like his voice, but like, it was like a recording of his voice, like a little distortion almost. Like It sounded just like him. Like, right. something, something demonic imitating his voice. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, boy. And he's like, what's going on, right? So he steps further into this darkened, abandoned house. <laughs> And he notices back in the corner, back in the left-hand corner, there's something standing there. And it's got those glowing eyes, just like the cats, right? It's got those yeah. glowing eyes from previously, but it's tall. This thing is maybe like, I don't know, six, seven, eight foot tall. It's huge. It's skinny, and it's huge. And he's like, what's he say? He says something again. I can't remember the second line, but he repeats I'm something like, sure. hey, like, what are you doing back there? Right? To, who, he's, but then it repeats again, his voice like an echo. Yeah what are you doing back there? Right? Like it, I don't know the exact line, but it repeats exactly in his own voice back to him. And that's when yeah. it starts to go, Oh shit. And he yeah. starts backing up. And it stands up, like stands up too. It was like, yeah, it was yeah. like laying on the ground first, like crawling. And then it stands up to be like, Oh shit, this thing is huge. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so then of course, this is the moment where shit gets real because he starts to realize this is not a joke. This is something he starts backing up to go back toward the door and back out of there. And what happens? Yeah. What happens? <laughs> gets snatched up. He gets, gets, gets up. eaten or something. He gets <laughs> eaten. Whatever, whatever is going oh, on, boy. you get to see it, but this the door shuts. comes yeah. at him, gets him, and the door shuts. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy. This, this, is, the, this, this is the building where like, whatever was flying over the town, this is like where we think it landed on, like, like the camera. It's like some kind of drone shot flying all over the town, going like lower and lower, mm. and then like we think lands on this building, and that's the building that he walks by. And this is the town, this is the town drug dealer, too. So like, this is like, other than other than the person who like shot the girl, this is like who the town thinks is like the worst person in the town. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is an added wrinkle. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Huh. All right. So any anything on the monster, James? Before we move to episode three, I think that's probably all we need to know about the monster until we actually find out what the monster is. <laughs> yeah, until we know what it is exactly. Yeah. It's a bad something getting people that are thought to be bad may be bad people. Yeah what it comes down to which is interesting because then does that mean this creature doesn't think of itself as bad oh interesting interesting Interesting. maybe yeah maybe (laughs) i don't mean to brag here but i've been reading and listening and writing stuff now for a while so yeah yeah your first rodeo yeah, yeah. No. for sure. sure. <laughs> Nothing I'm bragging. I don't. Not that I catch everything, but <laughs> no, you're picking up on it. You're picking up on it. So okay. So and that's that's what we know at this point. So as we end episode two again, so uh, the, uh, the the miracle happens. All right. And again, the, the the pastor runs out. Pastor Paul runs out. He's puking blood up. Bev follows him into his home, and she's like, "What's going on? Are you okay?" And it, it kind of ends like that. That's how episode two ends. Now episode three. Here we go. All right, there we go. Crockett Island begins experiencing a religious revival after Lisa's sudden recovery, which the residents believe was a miracle. Lisa visits Joe, and Joe is that drunk guy with a dead dog 
who his dog was poisoned, uh, apparently. Yep. And he's the guy who also uh, was the drunk in the drunk tank in the very beginning, talking about the albatross with uh, wings like uh, lawn chairs. <laughs> so that's yep. Joe. So Lisa visits Joe, who witnesses her recovery for the first time and tearfully expresses the years of hatred she has harbored towards him for causing her life ruinous injury only to ultimately forgive him. A moved Joe decides to attend an AA session with Riley and Father Paul, which is a hilarious scene because Riley walks into his AA duo session and Joe is sitting there and the, the father looks at him and says, we're a trio now. Yeah. <laughs> which is, I, I almost fell out. I was like, that's too good. That's too good. Right. One of those like dry humor moments. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. A, so a, uh, let's see. So, uh, Sheriff Hassan, right. Uh, Sharif, of course, whose Muslim faith, uh, puts him against the town's mostly Christian population, learns that his son Ali is studying the Bible. Later, he makes an unsuccessful attempt to get Bev to stop handing out Bibles to public school children at a town meeting, and Father Paul collapses in front of Bev at the Scarboroughs and dies after coughing up blood. Pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> his eyes are all red and okay. he's up blood. It's really, really it's it, gross. Yeah. It looked like the dog dying in the beginning, actually. Exactly. For your, exactly. For your foreshadowing. <laughs> Only to suddenly <laughs> spring back to life. So he, was, he, he looked dead, uh, but he just, boom, like spit up some blood and just woke up. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so in a flashback taking place tonight before his sermon on the island, Paul sits, this is Pastor Paul, sits in a confession booth. He reveals the true story of Monsignor Pruitt. Near Jerusalem, Pruitt was caught in a sandstorm and discovered an ancient ruin. Before I continue, you want to talk about this real quick? <laughs> There's a lot. Of- this, is where it gets, this is where it gets wild. Yeah, this exactly. Is where it gets wild. Um, so let's, uh, before I finish that, okay, so, so remember, uh, Monsignor Pruitt, the island paid for him to go to the Holy Land. It's sort of like a going away gift, right? For all the years of service and him being the, the, the guy in the church and all that stuff, right? And he was old and he was getting dementia and they sent him away sort of as a going away gift, right? That's kind of how this turns out. But he, he went to uh, Jerusalem and the, the, the Wailing Wall and all this stuff, and they, they have some quick scenes of him there, but he's confused. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who he's supposed to be with. He's turning circles, and he gets lost. And uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Derek. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. I mean, but this is, uh, I don't think it's the first time we've seen him in the confessional because there's another point where he says that um, he asked for, for forgiveness, and he's like, actually, I need forgiveness for what I'm about to do and like the lies that I'm about to have to tell these people I'm telling them for their own good. So like now we from that was like either at the very, very end of the second one or like right before this one. So it's like the, in the, in the confessional is where we're getting like the real father Paul or whatever. And it's also where he's, where the actor is like really, really going for it and, and making, making the most choices, you know? But so we, we don't know like what what he's talking about if he's if he's lying about about knowing the answers to what's going on or if he's lying about um how he's making the miracles happen or if he's lying about like his his if he's like faking his death or what the deal is like we don't we don't know that and then he goes back in the confessional and starts telling the story of like what what really happened to monsignor pruitt 
and that's where shit hits the fan. That's we, we we're, we're about to enter an ancient lost temple that's up like, on Earth in the desert. <laughs> exactly. It's about to go. It's about to go wild. Yeah, like, shit, shit's yeah. about to go off the rails. Okay, but but also <laughs> notably, so the, uh, the pastor Paul is in the confessional by himself. So if yeah. he's confessing <laughs> to anybody, it's unclear who. Unless he's confessing directly to God. There's no person yeah. he's confessing mm-hmm. to, as far as we can tell, because there's only one yeah. side of it. You don't really see if he's watching or talking to anybody on the other side, other than they have like these little clay uh, sort of like portraits, sort of uh, telling the tale in uh, just, it's, it's art. Yeah, the, it's art, yeah. Those are, the, uh, those are, those are in, in the actual church. Those are the uh, Stations of the Cross. So there's like 12 or 13 of those around around the church. Showing I mean, like, I think. showing, um, Christ walking to the like Christ carrying the cross and that's and he like, yeah. it's, it's it's a story of him like falling down he like falls down once and gets back up like holding the cross and everyone all around him and he falls down like a second time and he's like helped up by somebody and there's a moment where his like blood is wiped off his face by like Mary and stuff and it's they're called the uh, stations of the cross but okay. there's like those yeah. pictures so it's, so it's yeah so like th- those images are like he's using to tell a story they're like changing so he's it's like Father Pruitt as the Stations of the Cross. So those images aren't real images, but they're like supposed to look like the Stations of the Cross in, in an actual church. Yeah, Veronica's yeah. Veil, the whole thing. See, I had no idea. I didn't yeah. know that was Stations of the Cross was an actual thing. Uh, interesting, yeah. interesting. Okay, so so as he... Also, first, last thing before we get... Yeah, go ahead. Um, he's brought up resurrection and renewal and rebirth in all of his speeches so far um, going in. So it's important to know going into this this last story here. Okay, and so, all right, so then, so Monsignor Pruitt is in Jerusalem. He's with a group that they sent him with, and they're supposed to look after him, and they're doing their best, but he gets confused. He gets lost. He ends up, instead of uh, going to these places he's supposed to be, he ends up lost in the desert. And uh, to boot, right, even if it's just a few steps into the desert, a storm whips up, like a desert storm. So he's not just lost, now he's lost and confused and disoriented in this desert storm is pushing him further into a desert because he has no idea which way to go. And so as a result now, he's just, again, he's 80 years old. He's got dementia. He's he, like, he's describing, uh, father Paul is describing Monsignor Pruitt. Like he was there. Notably, he's describing this like he was there, like he saw this <laughs> happening. Right. And so he says that Monsignor Pruitt, stumbled into the desert, the wind whipping on his face, cutting his skin, all right? This is how bad this desert storm was. And the first thing he noticed was some sort of void, (laughs) a black place for him to seek refuge. And he says this in, in uh, in the actual, as he's describing the situation as it goes down, an ancient temple an ancient buried relic of the past, something like this, right? Where it's not just refuge from the storm. It's something that was uncovered from ancient times during the storm. Yeah. And and so he enters into this, exactly, uncovered by the storm. And so him being, again, dementia, 80 years old, wind whip in his face, he's lost, he's, you know, he's been all through all this stuff. And again, right, like, we all have human challenges. And so he goes into the only place he can find to get out of the storm. And this is at a holy land, too. So he's in, he's in Jerusalem, he's walking the road to Damascus, falls, gets off the road, 
and goes into this <laughs> uncovered uncovered tomb, you know, that apparently the church didn't deem worthy of actually going out and finding and uncovering, but seems uh-huh. to be seems to be under, under the earth right at this uh right at the center of, of all things uh Abrahamic in the entire world, you know. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Super creepy. Interesting. Super creepy. And you're like, that doesn't seem weird, except right, except the weird part is that uh, again? Uh, so, so uh, the the young father, uh, what's his name again? I keep forgetting. Paul. Paul oh, yeah. yeah, thank you, Paul. So, so uh, he's actually describing it as an ancient place, and yeah. so you're not exactly sure why. So, Monsignor Pruitt, eighty years old, stumbles into this place for cover from the desert storm, and he gets in there, and he's just happy to be out of it, and he starts looking around, and what does he notice in the corner of the cave? He notices eyes. Uh, yeah, the eyes. <laughs> very much like the cat eyes in the very beginning. Very much mm. like we've seen these eyes in other parts on the island. He lights a match <laughs> to try and find out what's going on. He's confused now. So now he's in this place and there's an entity in there with him and he doesn't understand what it is. He lights a match. Yeah. Of course, the wind is still blowing outside, whipping into the cave that he's in. The match goes out. <laughs> It only lasts so long. So you're, so you're like, the, like, the suspense is like, he only has the amount of time for the, for the match to like, for the fire to go all the way up the match until he like knows he's trapped alone in, in the dark with sanctity, you know, like scary. So he lights another match. And the second time he lights the match where he saw the eyes are no longer there. It's moved. And so he's trying to track this thing somewhere. It's disappeared. Now it's almost moved. Like it's stalking him in the dark. The match goes out. Then what happens? Go ahead, Derek. <laughs> and then I think he uh, he lights the final. Remember, match. he has the final match, and this thing is right in front of him, right? Yes, oh and the thing is right in front of him. He lights it again, and this entity that we've been trying to find out what is going on is literally three inches in front of him, staring him in the face. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Explain this. Explain this, buddy. <laughs> What's going on here? You want, you want me to tell like the next thing that happens? Yeah, right? go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So, right, okay. Yeah, so then he... Yeah, go ahead. You, no, you, you're reading it, right? No, I'm not going to read it. Yeah, it's better if we... Right, yeah, so, so he... So he... So, um, he... He's then bitten by this monster, this giant monster, and taken down to the ground. And then you see, like... They really do a good job in the like the this demon, this winged this winged demon, this like Mothman esque creature, like wraps his arms or his wings around uh, Monsignor Pruitt, and is like sinking his teeth into him, and he's like as, as like Father Paul's telling the story, Father Paul's telling the story in the background, and then you see like his talons and his like there's like the hooks that are like on his wings, like wrapping around the, the like the legs of of Monsignor Pruitt, like he's really getting in there, like he's enveloping. Monsignor Pruitt, as he's like draining his blood, and then you hear Monsignor Pruitt, or then you hear Father Paul be like, uh, he's draining the fear and like um, fear and anxiety, whatever, like out of out of him, like which is like, and then you're like, what? Like, what do you mean? And then uh, you might be better if you say it, Mike, because you're reading it, but like he essentially says that like. Like you, you read it, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm losing myself. But he, he essentially <laughs> said, "Like, go ahead, go ahead." No, okay. So, so now, now let's describe the creature. So let's back up just a sec. 
So yeah. th- this creature now is probably like, you know, it's tall. It's definitely, t- it's taller than a person. Like, like I said, like I described earlier, maybe a six to eight feet tall. We don't know exactly. It's a monster. It's a monster. It's, a mo- it's, it's definitely scary a monster. So it's yeah. very skinny. Like you would expect, you know, if you've seen like a gray alien uh, depicted in, uh, in <laughs> pop culture, it's like that, yeah. like it's that skinny. The, the legs are spindly, uh, but it's super. No genitalia. Tall. Yeah, exactly. No genitalia. Exactly. No yeah. genitalia. It, it is that gray color. It's that, uh, it, it, yeah. But okay, so so notably, imagine a gray alien without the giant head. It's got a smaller yeah. head, uh, but then this thing has wings. This thing has wings yeah. like a uh, like a uh, like an angel, like Mothman. Yeah. Also, like yeah. a demon, like, yeah. like like a Mothman, yeah. like a uh, uh, what are those mm. things uh, that sit up on the like a gargoyle, right? This thing like has a gargoyle, wings, yeah. like a gargoyle, and they have talons on the wings. All right, and yeah. so. It's like, what the hell is this, right? And so this thing jumps on him and starts sucking his blood. Like, clearly, there's some yeah. sort of, like, exchange. Very vampiric, right? Like, you would yeah. expect something like that happening here. The weird yeah. part is, now, he does this, this thing. And so Father Paul, again, remember, Pastor Paul. Is it Pastor Paul? Pastor Paul, Father yeah. Paul, which is it? Father, I think. Father, I think, Father Paul yeah. is again, telling this story in the confessional to who we don't know, maybe to God himself confessing about why he's lying to the congregation and telling the full real story. And the real story is this, this entity, this monster, this demon, this whatever it happens to be, this gargoyle of old jumps on him and starts sucking his blood. All right. But then of course he's old and he's 80 years old and he's wind whipped and he's just happy to be in. He's confused as hell. He's dying. Okay, but then this thing gets off of him, and it cuts yeah. its wrist yeah. with its nail, like just boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first cuts. he goes. He goes first he goes. Look, and then I realized what the name of this of this of this beast was, or whatever. I found I found the words for it. It's an angel. An angel. And then you're like, what the fuck? And then he cuts, then he, then he cuts his wrist. An Go angel. Ahead, exactly. Yeah. So the, it, they've got it spliced. And so uh, the, the voiceover, the confession with this going down, mm-hmm. then this thing cuts its wrist with its nail and then put its, puts its wrist on the dude's mouth, the old guy, 80 years old monster, oh, yeah. and starts giving him a blood back through yeah. some ritual. Exchange, and then you hear in the and you hear in the background uh, him go, "Take this. This is my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant that shall be given up for you." Which is what he say at the at the <laughs> Eucharist. You know I mean, so the foreshadow. He's he's given the he's given the the blood of Christ to like twenty different people during the first two episodes of the show, and then he says the same thing when he's receiving the blood from the from the monster from the angel. You know, like. This is my blood, the blood that will be given up for you. You know, it's like, holy shit. Like, you know? Ah. Starts to snap it into focus. And so, yeah. so no, oddly, like I said, I haven't watched past this. So I'm gonna, we're, we're stopping here. All right. So we're going to do yeah. a, a part two of this next week. But the thing is this, right? This is a monster movie, right? Th- this is amazing. Like it, it, it starts yeah. slow. It builds well. The characters are great. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Absolutely 100%. The pastor himself, Pastor Paul, uh, Father Paul, I'm sorry. I keep saying pastor for some reason. Father Paul, okay. he's an amazing actor. He, the dude is good. Like like, uh, like Derek yeah. said, this is going, maybe his pinnacle moment and may like burst him into superstardom. But he's yeah. that good. 
So we're going to see where this leads. But clearly, now, now, what are your thoughts on this, James? How does this go from here? Uh, now that you've heard what's happening, this, this, uh, the, the full story arc of the three episodes. Well, that's not it. I mean, it's, it's, it's one more twist. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. That he wakes up the next day after this, after this, uh, this transmission of, of fluids between the two of them. Yes. He wakes up the next day with a beard covered in blood. He puts, he takes his head out of the, out of the temple to be revealed by like the light of the day. And you see that it is Father Paul, that Monsignor Pruitt is Father Paul regenerated to his younger, to his younger days, which ties okay. back early, earlier in the show when the parents of the main character, um, she, like the, the mother has a like bad vision, but she starts to be able to like see better. She doesn't need her glasses anymore. And the father has a bad back uh, from working on the ship, on the boat, uh, fishing. And then he, he, his, his back starts getting uh, better. And then there's a scene where they're dancing to Neil Diamond together as like a, as like a younger couple, almost like, mm-hmm. or like not a younger couple, but like a more rejuvenated older couple. And that's what makes me, that's that probably back to the beginning of the, my first, one of my first thoughts when I saw all the older couples, like all the older people in the show, especially like the old, old lady is they don't look like old people. Like they didn't cast old people. They casted a bunch of 40 year olds and <laughs> made half, half of them look like they're older. Yep. So this is not a spoiler. Cause I don't, I don't know where this is going. But I'm like 90% sure that this whole town is about to be regenerated back to the younger days because they've all been getting this Eucharist and the blood of the blood of the blood of the angel. And that's what that's what I believe would have cured Lisa, like because she was getting mm-hmm. she was going to mass every single day. Like she was one of one I... of two people to go to mass every single day. <laughs> her, her her and the main character's mother. Yep. And they're the ones who we first seen receive these changes, you know, um, other than, other than father Paul, who we find out is actually Monsignor Pruitt and Paul, he, he's telling the story about Damascus. Paul is, is Saul in the Bible story, Saul of Tarsus or whatever. <laughs> Symbolism. Who, yeah. yeah. Who, who, who was like the, he was, he was a persecutor of Christians, like one of the biggest ones. And then he has this moment on the road to Damascus where he's like, sees this like bright light or whatever, and falls to his knees. And then he, it comes back. He comes back as Paul he changes the name from Saul to Paul and becomes one of the apostles and one of Jesus's like biggest disciples. The apostle. Um, exactly. The apostle. Yeah. So now this guy, he's given Monsignor Pruitt is given, is given new life, changes his name to Paul. And now it's going to start evangelizing for this demon angel, you know, like, the demon angel. Crazy. Now, <laughs> now a couple things to note too. So, so now we're talking about the Eucharist and we're talking about the blood and body of Christ. And so most of the town is drinking this. But there, there are a yeah. couple, a couple, a few people who are not. If you remember, there's a couple recovering. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. So, so I don't know. Again, I haven't seen. I don't know. I'm guessing here. Only that uh, yeah. my my wife pointed this out to me. She's like, but but most everybody is like drinking this except for clearly you've got some people who aren't. There's the pregnant lady who's uh, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Aaron who's the childhood sweetheart of Riley Flynn, who's the recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Also, you have the other recovering alcoholic who shot Lisa, who was in the wheelchair, who was cured with a miracle. So there's a few people that are recovering alcoholics. And the sheriff. Not, and the sheriff, because he's Muslim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That are not taking the blood and body of Christ. Now, of course, you see what's going to happen. Now we have this opposition happening where we have uh, this religious revival 
into the miracles, but then we have these people who are outside of it as the, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see where the story goes, but <laughs> I don't exactly, know. Exactly. I didn't watch the rest of it, so I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, just like Eric said, but, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, your thoughts on this, James? Uh, holy yeah, what do you think, James? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess that means it wasn't a hoax, though, you know. But what, <laughs> yeah. what, I'm just wondering if, if that stuff is he- healing people, what happens to the people that don't have any problems or the younger people, like the kids? Yeah. That's are drinking kind of, that stuff. I've never had the wine before. Like, I don't know if there's any, like, Lisa gets the wine, I know for sure. But when I was younger, like I, I, I stopped going to church like when it, like before I was twenty one. So I, I've never actually drank the wine before. It's just like only only the adults got it, and we we only got the got the wafer. Um, so it might just be it might just be only the adults start to get younger. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't know because I remember I like I don't know if it was like not I don't know. I was gonna say I don't know if it wasn't like originally wine. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Because I remember. Yeah. It's having it, and the different churches I went to, I seem to remember that. Yeah, I might be wrong. No, yeah, um, you're right. I, I, I get various from, from church to church. Yeah. yeah, but no, but that's a that's a very that's a very well done setup. It sounds like. Yeah. Although, I'm wondering them, what are they seeing? The ghost of that of. It wouldn't be the ghost of that guy if they're seeing the older version of the guy. On no, the beach in the, in the first episode, we, 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 we don't know if it's older. We it was um yep. just we we just see a person okay. in, a, in a trench coat and a hat. So he assumes okay. it's, it's the old guy, but it might be it okay. might just be the younger guy. Yeah. So, so he was wearing okay. his clothes. That's all it was. He was wearing yeah. his clothes. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's interesting then. And so another thing that we failed uh, describing here was that uh, as he's now younger, right? We have the full circle of this this. Uh, uh, Father Paul knows all yeah. these people intimately because yeah, he's been there. Exactly. He's been their guy for their entire lifetime. <laughs> so now he's returning. Yeah. And if you remember, he actually talks about this in, when he's confessing to God. Again, we don't know who he's yeah. confessing to because there's nobody on the other side. I'm guessing maybe he's confessing to the demon itself, maybe, or the, the angel, yeah. whatever he calls this. Whatever yeah. this is, but anyway, it's it's unrevealed at this point. It might just be him confessing to God directly. I don't know. But then also, yeah. in the beginning, remember when we said the very first thing when he dragged it into his home, there seemed to be this coffin sort of thing, this big huge yeah. box, like an ossuary type box you would find in Jerusalem, right, where they put the bones. Uh. And so uh, Bev comes into his room and sees she's expecting the old pastor, Monsignor Pruitt. But then she sees him, and they meet, and she sees this big box sitting there, kind of in his living room. But they don't really talk; it cuts. You don't, you don't yeah. have them actually meet on screen. It's off screen. Mm. So he, and, and and I don't know. So there, there's some other weird shit going on. What about the? It's just called a question. So, so like the box, like we we made to believe that the box in the beginning um, is like possibly dead bodies, or like the dead body of the original, the original priest, if if. If this if this new young priest is the bad guy of the show, like we're not sure, whatever. But now hmm. it seems like it's it's the angel, it's the demon, or whatever. Like he brought the demon from Jerusalem to like he, he says during the speech, he's like, I knew I had to take this thing and hide it away, and you mean and blah blah blah, like something like because like the demon is like scared of the light or whatever. This like angelic being who's like afraid of the light. Like I knew I had to hide it away and then take it to 
do these great works or whatever and like provide these miracles. So I think people who I think he brought the, the angel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. The, so the tapping. I'm sorry. Yeah. The tap. Exactly. The tapping. The tapping. Yeah. Makes me think it's the angel. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, wonder if it could be reversed. I know. If it I could know. change shapes, then it could be someone else. Could be that. Be that guy stuck in that thing. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And like, what happened to the to the drug dealer that was that was killed? So, if this guy, if this demon angel thing is presented as like an actual angel, because like in the Bible, like we're we're we always think it's a like we we think of like cherubim angels and like beautiful angels, but I, in like the original depiction of angels is like they're monsters. They're they're yeah. Lovecraft, they're more Lovecraftian than they are mm-hmm. than they are, yeah. are like Renaissance times angels. That was like a that's a product of the Renaissance, and then the like. They're, t- they're described as being like possible to look at, hard to look at. So, is it? Is it, are we just are we getting like a, a real angel, angel, or like a, like some kind of celestial being, like an actual depiction of some kind of, of what angels truly are, or, or is it some kind of demonic thing posing as an angel? Because did did this thing kill that drug dealer? Like what happened? Is, did this right. is, did this thing is this thing feeding on cats? Like is this thing gonna kill again? Like. We don't know, and then, but and then also, what happened? Like, I didn't catch this till watching the the, the, the uh, second time. But how come on that island all the starlings died, and how come on that island mm-hmm. the dolphins died? Like, is this island also a mystical spot? Are they? Is he bringing this angel demon to the island for a reason? Like, was Monsignor Pruitt like presented to this, or did he find this angel demon because he's from this island and the demon thing wants to go there? Like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is it because it's, a, because it's like a hell melt type thing? Like, I don't know. There's still, there's still a lot of questions we got. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so, uh, Fa- Father Paul clearly thinks this is the, an angel, like a, an angel sent yeah. from God because clearly he's been healed. Right? And so yeah. all, all the tales he knows is Jesus healing and all the rest of these things from the Bible. And so if you're healed by something with wings, you would expect it's an angel. Yeah. However, it's an angel, yeah. Uh, However, <laughs> this thing was like slimy, like a like a fucking like a monster, yeah. like a monster, <laughs> like a monster. Yeah. <laughs> and you're saying like when like I talk about just being the heal like the healed thing when when he was actually getting his blood drained. Like the first thing he said was like it was taking the fear from me. So when it was like sucking the blood from him, it was sucking like the like the bad the negative energy from from mm-hmm. him. So he so he interpreted that as something angelic. But very, very easily, if we were just to talk paranormal conspiracy type thing, you could you could say that no, 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 this demon thing just feeds on fear. You know what I mean, so it just it wasn't like doing it a favor. It wasn't doing he wasn't doing Monsignor Pruitt a favor. It's mm-hmm. just that's just what he eats. He eats fear. You know. So is is this angel actually angelic and just looks like a monster, or is it actually what it looks like a fucking monster? You know, like you know. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting. The pe- again, it goes back to the people that have been attacked so far. Again, people that are supposedly, you know, terrible people, which means yeah. I wonder if that means that Sheriff will be one of the next ones eventually. Uh, interesting. That's what they can, yeah. And his son, so his son, by the way, yes. wants to go check out the church, so his son's a Muslim as well. He asked his father if he could go to church and check it out because everybody's talking about it. His father is uh, resistant and says, we'll talk about yeah. it today. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's when his father, the sheriff, the sharif, as it were, actually sees uh, 
the monster in the window. It's yeah. watching them. Yeah. It's watching them. <laughs> it's watching them. There you go. Yeah, there you go. James picking it up. Yeah. James picking it all up. Yeah. And and but and the sheriff is like definitely not a bad guy in the show. No. So if right. if he would eat if if he was eaten, it'd be it, it would it would definitely prove that the monster is not good. I mean, like, so he would be, he's maybe, he's maybe the worst person as far as the town is concerned, as far as, as far as Bev Keen, this evil Christian lady is concerned, the sheriff be the worst person. That's interesting. Not in, in in the reality of the show, he's one of the best people in the show. He's one of the the most morally right people in the show, you know? So it makes you wonder. And like, I don't know, the case can be made, like, is the monster eating cats to spare humans? Or like, what's the deal? Like this, a lot of back, like, I, I can see Paul trying to like when he first gets caught like with the monster. So let's, let's say like two or three episodes down the line, being like, no, 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 this thing is an angel. Like it, it's feeding on cats. Like so, it doesn't have to feed on people. Blah blah blah. But like, I wonder if it's if this if this if, this, if the show is going to go more vampiric, and there might be like side effects to like if they if their youth starts to get rejuvenated or whatever from from drinking the blood. I wonder if there's like a side effect towards the end where like they need to start finding more blood or they start start going crazy or they start becoming more like vampires or or something like some kind of catch-22 for getting younger if it's not (laughs) otherwise it's just all positive shit yeah be funny if Bev became one of the heroes (laughs) yeah agreed agreed she might she might actually which is hilarious yeah she might Uh, okay and so notably about Bev too is that does that poison the weird poison thing going on I was I was talking to Mrs. Mm -hmm. Strange about this and and we don't know why why uh why Father Paul is getting sick, right? Remember, he died and came back. He he and he puked, oh, yeah. puked up some blood. So it almost seems like she she may be either poisoning him intentionally or unintentionally. And so now yeah. it, it circles back to the cats. If he's out there in the storm eating cats' blood, right? And she's poisoning yeah. critters. Maybe she's oh, intentionally yeah. poisoning him, right? So that's oh, your yeah. full, full circle there, right? So, so yeah. It, yeah, there's so, so there's some weirdness with that because the poison seems to be prominent. They see her, they show her kind of stomping back in and putting the poison back up on the shelf regularly, right? Yeah. She has a little a couple times, yeah. yeah, yeah, a couple times. So, so I don't know. Like I said, we don't know what's going on here. But the you know the the word the V word the vampire word is not mentioned at all. But clearly, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. this is this is a some sort of vampiric situation going on. And as I noted previously in the Troubled Mind show earlier tonight with Anne Rice, check this out. And I, I was telling you this earlier, earlier, Derek, and I didn't want to spoil it. But Anne Rice, if you've never read those books, the way you make a vampire in Anne Rice mythology is you drink yeah. their blood to the point of death and then you slash your main vein and you give their own blood back to them through the veins of a vampire. And then you do it again, and then you do it again, and then you do it again. And that is how you create a vampire, says Anne Rice. Yeah. That's in the, uh, in the Buffy mythology, too. Yeah. So, like, you can just, they, they just feed off people, but then if you want to actually turn one, they get a feedback. You got to go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. And, yeah, I don't know. This is my blood that will be given up for you, you know? And that's, yeah. and then there's a struggle yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got some foreshadowing here, right? So like you said, uh, like, like we were discussing, so there's got to be some negative consequences for this because clearly everything can't end well. It's a Halloween show after all. But look at the yeah. name. The name is Midnight Mass. Yeah. Yeah. 
You see what I mean? Uh, yeah. That creature <laughs> hides in the cave in darkness. Midnight Mass. Yeah. It seems to suggest. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So we're gonna do episode four, five, six, seven next week, doing the, in the same format. Yes. If we like, see this thing, shit, right? If, 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 if they have a mass at, at, at night and we see this thing, like wings spread at the, at the front of this church, like that'll be an epic scene. <laughs> you know what I mean, something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like like I said, I'm with you. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes after this, but. Uh, there's a, there's a lot here. Like I said, they did a really good job building the story to this point. Yeah. Like I said, we're talking episode one, two, three. There's still four through seven. We'll do it next week. Um, the final thoughts here, Derek, and then we'll go to James. Let's wrap this up. Oh man. Uh, hey, I'm glad you suggested this. I mean, I probably would have watched it eventually, but I wasn't. I was in a rush. And so, sometimes these like trending things. If I if I miss it on the first go around, I'll I'll never watch it. So I'm definitely glad I watched it. And like the first three episodes were a lot of. Uh, like setting the stage and build up and getting invested in the characters and getting the, getting the feel and the vibe of the, of the setting and everything. And they did a great job. Like, I feel like, you know, you really know everybody that you need to know. You really know, like you can kind of, uh, make your own assessments about them and also kind of like, uh, especially like Bev and stuff. I'm watching her right now on, on mute and it's just, it's a great, everybody kind of embodies different elements of like different people in society, you know? So it's, it's, they, the 127 people on the island is a great microcosm of society itself. And then like the role of faith and, and Christianity and dogma and uh, occult practices and ritual stuff like in society, all kind of, all kind of like a microcosm of, of being on this island, you know, like trapped away from everybody else. You can't, get, you can't get off the island unless you get the afternoon ferry. Like, you know, like you're trapped, you're trapped here, you're trapped with people around you with whatever, whatever monsters are trapped in there with you, you know? And then, yeah, like I'm, I'm interested to see if they explore the ancient vampire mythology. If like they make, if they do make connections like with Catholicism and vampirism, like early, like the, like the blood, they go deeper in the blood drinking aspect. And if like, if the way they're doing this, if when, when we see father Paul spiking or like putting the, the wine into the, like from the flask into the main wine, is he just putting wine there and, and is the transmutation actually working? Like, is there an actual like reality to the rituals he's doing in the church or is he just pouring the demon blood into the flask and they're, and then everybody's, everybody's just been drinking. He's just feeding people demon blood. Come I mean, on now. Like, come on. You know, that's what I'm assuming is happening. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming is happening. Yeah. And just, um, <laughs> just getting into the, I'll be getting into like the, the celestial like hierarchies and that kind of stuff. That's like the, celestial beings and like the powers of their blood and that kind of stuff and like the weird because i don't know like that's the biggest thing that's like been kind of skewed in the public like zeitgeist or whatever is the idea that there's like angelic beings and then demonic beings and those are two separate worlds and then one's like it's purely good and one's purely evil when in reality like no 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 there's just a class of beings known as like celestial beings and they do it all they do it all I mean, and like the angels are the ones that work for God, but they're not good. Like they're like monsters like this. You know I mean, and like demons, depending on who you're talking to or like Lucifer, depending on which who you're talking to, it's actually somebody who's like rebelling against these evil things. So like, I don't know. And that's kind of like in the, not really, but like kind of in the main character, Riley, who's like being like, no, 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 this is, some of this shit is like messed up. Some of this shit's like, <laughs> it's not right. Like, 
this clearly like I don't know clearly there's a lot of bad things in the world so like when I was first watching the show when he was giving that speech I wrote down Gnosticism because like that's what that's what the basis of Gnosticism is it's that like look at the world and look at all the things that the, uh, the, that people are doing in God's name like can that being actually be purely good or is that being really the bad one um, posing as the good one and that's like is that going to be explored in this show? Like, is is this monster actually an angelic being that just looks evil and scary? Or is it actually something that's evil and scary that's trying to fool someone into thinking that it's good? Or is is there a more complicated path somewhere? Like, I don't know. Is it is it a little bit of both? Like, I'm very interested to see where it goes, you know? Yeah. And, like, yeah. the different conversations that can, can come out of it, you know? The thing too with the monster, just real quick, we never hear the monster speak. It's kind of mute. Exactly. And the only exactly. time we ever hear it speak is when it echoes what that kid said when he walked into that dark, dark house, the dark abandoned house. He he said, "Hey, is yeah. anybody in there?" And it spoke back in his voice. It, it, it mimicked yeah. him. So this is yeah. a mimic, right? So so I had a, a few ideas when I first saw this thing. I was like, "Oh shit!" Right? I first thought clearly demon. Right? It's got yeah. wings. It doesn't have angel wings. It doesn't look angelic whatsoever. I thought yeah. clearly demon angel like that that uh, that uh, that polarization of the two things. I thought gargoyle, yeah. right? Because we yeah. don't know like mythologically what a gargoyle might be in the flesh because it kind of looks yeah. sort of like that. Except, just <laughs> yeah. but then I also thought uh, that it was possibly a um, what was the other thing? Oh, a vampire. Obviously, a vampire, right? Which doesn't. It yeah. seems to be the elephant in the room here that this thing is like yeah. maybe a classical vampire. Uh, that that's what they look like instead of right like vampire Lestat. <laughs> yeah, angel and it makes you think like gargoyle vampire, yeah. angel demon gargoyle. Vampire. Yeah. Go ahead. And if if like my big question is like yeah like I'm it might be probably the vampire and then that question is like is it a vampire pretending to be an angel or, or are angels vampires like mm-hmm. is the Bible about <laughs> okay. vampires? You know what I mean? Oh snap! Like, now you've done it. Now, now you sent this question. all to hell, yeah. Derek. We're all going to hell thanks yeah. to you. <laughs> that's the question. The dogma. You know what I mean the dogma. You got to separate the religion from the religious dogma. You know what I mean? Like, is is the is take take the good stories out, take the morals out, take the to be to be nice to each other, tough stuff out. But just like the dogma part of it might be this part that's talking about vampires and stuff and like bloodletting and blood sacrifices and this is my body type stuff. You know, like. Is it about vampires? And I think the show might might explore that. Definitely, James. Yeah, I I think the whole that I think you're dead on about the way angels and demons are are skewed. Um, I think some of the most interesting fiction to me that I've seen and read over the years here and there has been about how the groups are not all one way or the other. Are they? Are again. I've said this in the the main show before, and, and at I've read that uh, angels are supposed to be all about order. Yeah. About the order that they're supposed to be enforcing. That can be good or that can be bad, depending on what you know what's going on. Yeah. In a given circumstance, and again, the the demons are supposed to be supposedly all about chaos. Well, again, chaos can be bad, but then if you know can also help in some cases about good changes. Yeah. So I think that's a very interesting idea. I um I have to add too that 
really your, your, the stories in fiction and lore about vampires don't look human all the time. Yeah. They, they look more like... I think that's an, an interesting point. The possibility that they... You know, that you brought up there as well about them being some kind of what would be considered an angel or a demon. Yeah. It's a very interesting idea. And um, like... That's it and, for me, though. And like the... What if, what if that thing is like a... Like a pure blood vampire. Like I know, I, get, mm-hmm. I, feel like I, I feel like I end up talking about Buffy's way more than I than is appropriate. But like in the Buffy mythology, the way like vampires are formed, like in the world, is that they call um like in in the in, in like the ancient times or whatever in like the primordial world, the world was covered in pure pure demons, which are called like ancient ones, which are literally just Lovecraftian old ones. It's the same, it's the same mythology. But the world is populated by these gigantic monsters that are, as the age of man is coming, they're like forced back like into into the shadows, and they're forced like to this this like like hell realm. And as they're all being like pushed away, the last pure demon bites a human and mixes their blood together, mm-hmm. and that's what and that's what starts the vampire line. So that no vampires or demons you meet on the show are actually pure demons; they're all demon-human mm-hmm. hybrids, they're all like, they're, they all have a mixed mixed blood together, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if like, this angel thing is like one of these like, pure demons, or pure like, angels with like, celestial blood or whatever, and then we'll start to see like a vampire, like a vampiric trait start to come across this town and they start, they start to turn more into what we, what we normally depict as demons, just like people with teeth and like, blood, blood thirsty, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm ready to dive in episode four. How to this? Sure. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> that, that's what's up. And this this is the thing, guys. We're we're gonna wrap this up. But but as we as we finish, right? If uh, this is this is the thing, we do this for you. We do this because we enjoy it. Clearly, like I said, like I always say, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about things we enjoy talking about. And I think this this is a good one to start with, right? We we can do Star Wars. We can do all kinds of stuff. We can dip into whatever you guys want to hear. And so that's what we're up with. That's what we're up against. Oh, yeah. And we're we're including you. If you're out there, you're invited. You got to understand. Oh, yeah. This is not our show. Meaning me, James, and Night Stalker. This is our show, including you. So this is the thing, right? We're going to keep on doing this stuff. We will be back next week with episodes four, five, six, and seven of Midnight Mass. You can find it on Netflix, right? If you don't want spoilers, we spoiled the shit out of the first three. The good <laughs> news is the reason we stopped there is one for brevity because we'd have to take six or eight hours to do the whole damn thing. And yeah, two, exactly, yeah. right? And then number two, we we. We, we want to make sure there's some sort of cliffhanger in case you guys want to have time to catch up before we actually begin uh, going through the next half of this episode, uh, of this these episodes, so which we will do. It's coming next week. Uh, we're going to tentatively schedule this for next Monday again. And uh, yep. there you go. So we're, we're going to keep on trucking doing this. But again, this is just one. We've got more. We've got time. If you, you want to be part of this, please contact us. Again, Derek, James, we want to meet great people with great ideas, and we want to talk about amazing things, and that's what we're here doing. So I want to thank oh, yeah. both of you guys for showing up tonight and being here, D- doing your homework, Derek, or, or watching all the stuff, and being jazzed about this, dude. Isn't there a lot to be jazzed about with this? Holy dude, shit. Dude, it's fun. It is, it's, it's fun. It really is a good show. And it's about to like pop off, too. Like The first few episodes, I love it. It's a great, like, it was a, it was a fun, it was a real chill, fun experience to have like and it's not 
too too scary that if you're like afraid of gore and that kind of stuff it'd be you, you can't handle it it's like it's a great great show to get in the uh halloween spooky creepy vibe and it's about to pop off like we're at the four five six and seven i think are about to get like oh shit here we go you know like, and i'm ready for it yeah i mean we saw a and thank you mike we saw a demon yeah. at the end of three. Oh, my pleasure. The pleasure's mine. I appreciate you guys hanging out and wanting to talk about amazing stuff. Uh, and uh, special thanks to my wife, Mrs. Strange, because she's the one who got me into this. And I was like, oh, shit, what is this show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Thank so, you, Mrs. Strange. There you go. Thank you, Mrs. Strange. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all. For sure. Uh, all right. So uh, final thoughts, you guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's wrap it up. Uh, no, no, no. That was fun. That was fun. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, James. Uh, yeah. And again, everybody, if, if you have some kind of show that, that – uh, that you like or some movie that you like that is full of esoteric gems or is hitting the hitting the pop culture zeitgeist like like dune for instance if anybody's a big fan of the 80s dune i think it'd be cool to talk about that with the, with the new one coming out or anything like that so please like i want to hear i want to hear you guys talk about this stuff uh almost more than i want to talk about it so this was a uh, really really fun and i'll be back anytime you want me to mike and uh, james this is awesome i'll see you on saturday and uh yeah that's fun thank you Amen. Thanks for being here, bro. James, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Just thank you again. Uh, I, and I agree. I cannot wait to do all these different episodes with all different people. I, I, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. So, but thank you again for having me. This is, this is great. Pleasure's ours, man. So James will be on the pod. Are we doing, we're doing mine, right? We're doing yours. What are we and doing? You're, yeah. Our, well, I'll be on your show on Thursday. Okay, so James will be on Twitter. I'm doing James's show on Saturday. There you go. There you go. Uh, Salcedo Paranormal, check it out. That We're here with Derek the Night Stalker. Again, all the links will be down below. I'll have Derek's uh, YouTube channel. Any links you want, Derek, do you want me to put? Just let me know. Uh, so uh, I'll put the Facebook, up. maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'll send it. Send that to me, please, and I'll, I'll add it to the links here, you guys, so you guys can follow the individuals involved here. And you guys know the drill. Like I said, we're here uh, talking about things with you, not at you. Uh, you're part of this conversation, and oh, yeah. uh, we're not we're not scared to meet new people. So so please, if you're you're interested in talking about this or anything else in the future, we're trying to get into the zeitgeist. We're trying to talk about things that matter to people. And uh, guess yeah. what? This is uh, kind of right in that vein, exactly right now. So uh, thanks oh, again. Yeah. Thanks again. We're the hell out of here. So. Uh, Awesome. I'm not sure what we're calling this, but uh, we're going to, I don't know. What are we going to call this? Let's call this, uh, uh, I don't know. Work in progress so far. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll come to us. We'll call it shooting the shit with friends for now because, well, that's what this really is. And so, <laughs> Midnight Mass on Netflix. Don't miss it. We talked about episode one, two, three. There's still four, five, six, seven. You can catch it there. Netflix, just the regular ass Netflix. There's no like Netflix.eu.rs. All this other bullshit. Netflix.com. Check it out. Midnight Mass. Go watch. We'll be back next week with Derek and also with James to do part two of this. Hopefully, Rohan will join us then. And we'll be back with you. Episode yeah. four, five, six, seven, Midnight Mass. Go get it. Four, five, six, seven, and we'll be back to talk about it next week. It's time to let it out, boys. Oh. Howl it. Oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. <laughs> All right, Midnight Mass. It is, and uh, midnight uh, past midnight here. So again, uh, I know you guys probably uh, a lot of you didn't catch this live. Check out the archive, and uh, you're invited. I, I cannot stress enough you're invited this is a troubled minds roundtable with friends we're going to keep doing yeah. this in different formats different episodes different things we may do stargate 
SG one. <laughs> we'll see. You guys, oh, you yeah. guys, yeah, right, right. Let's see. Let's see how this goes. If this uh, starts to be uh, booming and you guys really dig it, then we'll do that. So, all right, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, you're listening to uh, Troubled Minds and Friends. I'm Michael Strange. We're here with uh, Derek the Night Stalker. We're here with uh, James as of Sussedu Paranormal. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a fantastic night. You guys are the best. We'll catch you uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific for more Troubled Minds. Let's get the F out of here. <laughs> oh! oh! All right, guys. Take it easy. Pleasure's Wait. mine. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.